Bitcoin Moses here with okay. Dollar Cost Crypto. I've got a special guest, Crypto Coffee himself, man. What's up? <laughs> How you doing, bro? Good to. <laughs> <talk> to <you. laughs> For another, I mean, just just barely, you know. Just... Yeah, you know, it's not like we've been talking for thirty. Oh minutes. no, no, definitely not. No, especially without letting the guests know. We get... <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry, dude. I thought you. I was just, I was like laying the hints and telling you, like, oh, don't like let me just talk a little before the show and stuff to. Catch up and shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was yeah, like, man. damn, dude, these spiels are fucking amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Um, well, where were we? Yeah, we were talking, I think we were talking about legalization of weed in, um, in, um, what's called Chicago. Oh, yeah. So Chicago legalized weed on January 1st, 2020. And, um, it's kind of funny because you know how they say alcohol is yeah. recession proof. Well, the only other stores that have been open, other than Walgreens and the liquor store, have been right. the new meat stores. So, apparently, it's an essential item for. Uh, I think they're just doing that to keep the masses fucking docile, dude. Because they're like, they don't want them to get. Ma- I mean, they're just at home. Everyone's at home, stuck at home, bored the fuck out, you know. And it's just like, yeah, them what they need. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You gotta, gotta get them drunk. Gotta get them high can't have them thinking for themselves God and i said that look i like weed it's cool and stuff and everything i never had a problem with weed i always knew it was safe but i knew that it, it there's a drawback it's a it's a two-sided you know it's a double-edged sword you know where yeah smoking weed once in a while is okay but then i said once they corporatize this right and like like california sold its ass out to have weed they're like on their hands and knees please please give us weed please we'll do anything 40 percent tax of course take it take my money Please just give me the weed, okay then. And they, we got <laughs> weed, and now and now these stoners are telling me like, wow, this weed stuff's pretty expensive. I'm like, if I check my uh my Chase account, I'm spending twenty five percent of my weekly paycheck on weed. Wow. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be a problem. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's something <laughs> right, but it's like they're they're trying to get they're they're trying to see like how like now that it's re- readily available and everything, and more people are trying. Some most people aren't really aren't smoking that much, but like. The quality of the weed has gone up, but there's a problem with the quality of the weed is that the strains are significantly stronger than before, at least from the strains I've seen where like, yeah, well, they keep genetically modifying it to they breed, they breed the strongest with the strongest. And now you've got ultra mega weed that doesn't make any sense. It would never grow in the wild. And it's too strong. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's almost a psychedelic. Yeah. so you have to know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure we'll eventually we'll start seeing a rise in schizophrenia and stuff. Not, not like just because the weed's getting so strong. Um, there's, I mean, there's already been cases of people. I'm not saying weed's dangerous or nothing, but like, uh, it just there's been cases of people like having these huge panic attacks. And obviously, people just laugh about it and stuff. But right. as the well, and, I, and this might be an, this might be a more conservative or controversial opinion, but I think that the types of people that have panic attacks are the types of people that are very grounded in mm-hmm. their reality and maybe they shouldn't be smoking weed anyway. Right. In with, right. I don't think everybody should be, you know, if your mind is too set in stone or if you're not malleable enough to handle it, it can really fuck you up. And a lot of times the people that I know that have, should not have been doing psychedelics or they should not have been smoking weed, their brain actually blocks it out completely of their mind. And they don't, they say they didn't feel anything because they don't remember anything because their brain is providing them a coping mechanism to not have to deal with that traumatic of a shift from their, from their, from their default mode network. Wow. I mean, it makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the, I mean, I, I, those people, this is, this is terrible advice. So 
not not advice, but like it tends the people who who are really panicky they they do better with downers than uppers or something. So so sort of like alcohol yeah. or something. Sort of where, where like it just right. kind of like calms you down a little bit. Where like yeah, what I've found to be the most rewarding mm-hmm. for me personally is you know I I love yeah I love, <laughs> right. I love I love getting fucked up in all kinds of yeah. ways. You know, I spent my early twenties exploring and being a psychonaut and all that you know going to different countries and trying different drugs trying to talk to girls and everything um i find that sometimes i get the most benefit out of life when i'm purely sober and just in the state of pure bliss from, from gratitude towards life and luckily I've never gone too far in either direction for drugs whether that be psychedelics Mm -hmm. or stimulants or depressants or anything but I think there's a lot to be gained from just standing yeah. still and just being being yourself and, it, you know, realizing the world for what it is, you know, laughing at all these people hating on you on the Internet because you know that deep down none of it really matters. Just like that kind of internalization and that Zen mindset is something that I've been waking up with every day, especially during quarantine. I'll just straight up have a, a cup of non-caffeine right. tea and... <laughs> You know, I'll just sit there for an hour and be like, "God damn, I yeah. love my life." That, that that's you know? awesome. That's everything awesome, is awesome. Dude. Like, and like, yeah. you know, one thing I do appreciate about you, man, is that you're so into your shit that you're not worrying about other people's shit or other shit. It's just like I'm doing my videos. Well, they project a lot. They project yeah. a lot on you, especially on the internet. The internet's a very <laughs> new place. Tell me, and you know, it's almost like, and it, you know, it's it makes sense because you don't have to see anybody face to face, but. Imagine going into a room and just screaming "fuck <laughs> you" to everybody and holding up the middle finger, and that's yeah. the way some people act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? but, people don't realize that these are actual people; these are conscious beings perceiving what you're saying. And so I've I've tried to preach before. I've tried to preach uh, internet <laughs> responsibility, <laughs> but it doesn't work. <laughs> oh it doesn't work at all. So what I what I've ended up doing is just trying to right, control the trolls right. a little bit, and uh, you know they some of them seem to shut the fuck up, but um, some of them seem to troll back. And when they troll back, that's when I realize that we're both yeah. doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I trolled you, so now you're right. trolling me, and that's when I actually get get to have a laugh about it. That's a good way. I mean, that's a good way to look at everything. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if they have the if they have the audacity if, if they have the uh, the mindset to troll me back rather than and there's a difference between trolling and pure hatred right yeah. you know what I mean like you can troll me and if I troll you back and if you don't get all triggered and butthurt then I'll start to have some respect yeah. for you kind of like in, you know just in real life how people kind of fuck with each other just to, to see how how much they can take yeah and then the, and... kind of how when, when kids bully kids uh-huh. on the playground right you're you're bullying a kid to take advantage of his softness and in a way you want the kid to stand up for himself right like you pick on your little cousin because you want him to be to be harder yeah 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 when you're telling him like you know yeah you're toughing him up and and in the back of your mind in the back of your mind you're hoping that he can stand up for himself yeah but and as a as a community as a society we tend to abandon the weak and if, if someone is a little crybaby bitch, we don't really we don't really want yeah. them on our team. I, I do feel like there is some people that are just um they don't they don't understand that they're being helped, but like 
sometimes it's just good to be told like up front because like I mean I'm a very upfront person. Like I just like stop doing this fucking like like riddles and shit. Just tell me what the fuck. Well, like what what do you really mean? Like I'm not gonna get too butthurt if you tell me. I'm just I just need I just need to know like don't like, stop <laughs> like, like it says you know shit you know like shit girls do sometimes, you know, where they just keep like they're saying one thing but they mean another and it's like bitch, come on. Like come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just say what it is, like, you know, and th- that's it, you know. But I know everyone can't because I mean everyone's sure. like as I've as I've like ventured, this is like my what year three and a half for me in crypto. And I'm ventured into projects and I've been into telegrams and I've been into like all these, uh, you know, discords and stuff. I'm starting to see the politics behind all these projects and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, everyone's playing court jester one minute. And then, you know, the the king, then the queen next minute. And then next playing, you know, the the fool and the pen and the pond and shit. And then scheming in the back with the knife. <laughs> like all, everyone's playing these little court games and stuff and everything. And like, um, like kind of cocksucking up to like the uh the people in power a little bit you know hoping for favor favor you know and it's like i mean from the outside when you when you first come into the into crypto you're just watching the youtubers and stuff and you're just seeing that but like once you start going into the background you start seeing how the sausage is made you're just like wow man (laughs) it's funny man it's funny once you like because i've been in crypto since 2015 and I used to think that just because you had a YouTube channel, like, your voice mattered. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, wait, exactly. I can make a YouTube channel. And I can change reality with my voice. And I can make videos, and I can make clickbait thumbnails, and I can put an emoji in the title, and I can write hex scam in the keyword <laughs> so that when you search for hex scam, trying to prove your confirmation bias, you find me. You find yeah. my very neutral voice giving you facts, giving you knowledge. And what I love about the internet is that it gives you this perceived value that you may or may not have. But mark my words, I think I actually do have thoughts worth expressing. I think I do. And I will be the first to admit that I'm not a genius, right? And I don't think, you know, comparing myself to Richard Hart, I don't think... You know, I think he's near near genius level, but I don't think he's a genius either. I just think he's very close to a genius. Right. And if if intelligence is a bell curve, which I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. we don't have to get into that right now. You know, I'm definitely on the upper half of the bell curve, but you know, Richard Hart is like three standards. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, he's a little. Yeah. He's a, there's a gap. There's a gap there. And so it's nice to talk to people like that, but you'll find that people on the other half of that bell curve will, will just say whatever they think they can say. They're almost like glorified. So have you heard, have you heard that there's, there's, there actually, I don't know how how true this is, but so this is kind of hearsay right here, but like I, they, they, they just, I mean, some guy on Twitter discovered this and and then people like fucking lost their minds and like, what the fuck is this real? Saying that there's a lot of people around the world that don't have an inner monologue like like you're not talking to, so like in my brain i'm like okay like wayne moses what am i gonna do okay so i'm gonna talk to coffee right now and then this and stuff and then this will go on so I'm, I'm actually like i'm able to sort of in my mind create a simulation of talking to myself oh so you so you've dissociated your yourself from exactly your, and they're saying there's self. a lot of people that can't do that and they're they're just whatever like comes on the mind is like let's just say i'm like like i i'm like wayne moses and i go crypto's cool and then i just say crypto's cool like it's just like it's it's sort of it be- well that's 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 interesting that you said that like coin moses because i 
kind of think in that way where I mm. go with the flow. And I don't have my inner monologue is I'm feeling right. into the situation. I'm intuiting into right. what I think I should be doing. And I often I often dissociate from you know Matt, yeah. who I think I am. But most of my actions day to day are not dissociated. They're very Got fluid. It. No, and uh, yeah, Does it makes sense? Sense? I know I understand, but yeah, you have the... So are you saying that your internal monologue like, is I can I can thing? switch it on and off. Well, well there's some people that literally they don't think they have it or they, they do have it. It's not much, it's not very trained. Uh, so, so this kind of was sho- shocking. To me. But yeah, that's a good point. But I also think it would be weird if you, yes, yes. An internal monologue. If you couldn't, yeah. if you couldn't get away from it and all that, you, you know, the only way you could think is if you were telling yourself no, that, to think that would, be, yeah, it would almost would be, be like you, you were, you were like, you're playing this mental game in your brain where you're on a computer or something. And you're like, okay, robot move, do this and say this. Yeah, and, yeah. I, right. Like I'm not saying that, but it, there's there's some people that are saying that they've never actually had an, and they never talked to themselves before. Yeah, oh, no, no. I'm saying that's what yeah. I'm saying. I was like, <laughs> I was like that. You know what I mean? Like, every, I mean, I've talked. To, everyone's talked to themselves. Like, who hasn't? Like, man, what the fuck did I do that for, man? Gosh, damn it, dude. Dude, I I, I live alone, man. All I do, all I <laughs> and my magical <laughs> internet friends. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good. Luckily, I'm my best good, friend. Good, good. So dude, I can tell you've done some psychedelic drugs, dude. <laughs> the way you're talking, dude, I'm like, yep, this is about, about right. And that, that's cool as fuck, man. Hey, man. I'm not, I'm not confirming or denying anything. Just like I'm not confirming or denying the flush address, right, recycling, right, right. and funds. There shall, there shall be no confirmation or denial. Right. I neither can confirm or deny that I've laddered staked up to 15 years. <laughs> that no matter, I, dude, years? I, really? I just, I, what I did, what, so one of the first conversations I actually had in Strape, um, or let, let me see, was it Strape? It, it was Strape, and then I think like a month or two before Hex came out, they, I think Richard made like a Hex channel or something. So I remember correctly. He made the the individual hex channel, but most people were just on Stripe at the time, and barely anybody was posting on the hex channel because Stripe was popping because the 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 coin hadn't come out yet, right? And I, um, how, yeah, how, how quickly? Yeah, Stripe is now dead, kind of. <laughs> right? Compared yeah. to hex, is like you know, you go to Stripe, dude. I go to hex pro to escape from everybody, man. I can't handle like, uh, but dude, uh, yo, okay, we'll we'll get to that part anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got a hex pro too and stuff. But uh, what I was saying was that uh, during that time, right? um, I think Richard was asking about ladder stuff and everything, and I, I was, I think I was one of the first people to actually mention what kind of a because he was asking what kind of hex or what kind of a staking strategies you guys do. And I like I put out like I would put out which I ended up following my strategy where I did like thirty percent. So I did a strategy where I put thirty percent of my total stack in year one year one and a half and two year and year two and then put an even amount up to t- up to 10 years from so from year three to 10 evenly right and it's funny i actually kind of did something very similar so i did uh very large stakes from the year mm-hmm. 2022 to 2024 and then i did small stakes every year right. from then on Till, but the one difference in my strategy was that um, where some people were actually doing weekly strategy, we're, we're doing like a weekly um, uh, or weekly or monthly stake, 
right? Because I, th- I think the weeklies were really popular in the beginning. And then once Hex got kind of uh, cold for a minute, like after day like 25 or so, it was it was kind of low. It was kind of a low point in the in the AA at the time. Best, best, I was, best time yeah, I know. I should, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm making a shirt. Fun fact, though. Fun, fun fact. I think I bought one ETH worth of hacks at what? the lowest nice, day dude. ever. Nice. Yeah, but only yeah. one, only one ETH, which means I only got like. That's still pretty good. I mean, I only put like, but... I think I put like a forty percent of an Ethereum on that day. Like that's all I did. Like, what, yeah, point four or whatever. Because at the time, yeah. like, I. Like I dollar, like I uh, I was dollar cost averaging, so I I really most of my stack came from from day one to day a hundred and um, ten thirteen. I think the last hundred and day thirteen was the last day. I think I put in the AA. After that, I was kind of, I was just buying on Uniswap. After that, cool. is it? Dude, yeah, I did, I kind of did a very similar thing. I did day two to day. Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, you you uh, you kind of. Lo- Luckily, yeah. I missed out on day one. Yeah, day Fuck one day sucked, one. but I will. the one little caveat, I said this joke early on when I interviewed Hexologist a long time ago. I said, well, at the very least, I've got the lowest share price ever <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, it's funny because yes, that actually I know. matters. That actually, that, that actually does matter, especially yeah, when the you thing is, is like every I know for a fact that almost nobody really st- – out. so the, you, you know the, the BTC you, you claimed – um the yeah the btc you claimed uh for your for your free coins or whatever your ten thousand hex which was it's 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 nothing nothing. but i stayed so i I was like man this is nothing dude so i staked i staked day one 10 years and then this other wallet i had 15 years i yoloed them yep so i've got a couple of stakes that are like you know it's like um like twelve thousand hex or some shit twelve thousand hex 10 years and then i got like another twelve thousand um actually wait wait how much should i yeah, like 12,000 12, or 24,000. I think 24,000 for 10 years. And then I got like, the other one was like um, 10,000 or 12,000 or whatever for uh, for 15 years. And I just like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and then uh, and then I just really cared about the, so I then the 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 six Ethereum that I invested on day one, I did like, um, what was it? Like 120,000 hex or something or a little 140,000 hex. And then I did 100,000 uh, stake right. for, you know, day 351, you know, so the minimum amount. And then the rest, I just kind of, I, most people, because right. most people are lying to you if they, because most people did like the one or two years max. Like I saw very few people do 10 year stakes and stuff. So I know, I know I'm one of the, the there was, there was some 10 year stakes because I know some people YOLO'd five, 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 but I remember the people who did that shit, the emergency end stakes to see what would happen. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, yeah. you know, but anyway, but yeah, the, yeah. I made a video. I made a video about joining the five, 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 five club. I uh, did a hundred thousand hacks for fifteen years. Ooh. You know, at the it time, was, it's really not yeah. that much. You know, hundred thousand hacks. Right, right. At, in the early days, was I, not that much. So, I'm happy I did the video, and I'm happy I right. have something to look forward to. You know, every day on, at my birthday. Oh, dude, that's cool. But like, the, the, so let me let me get back. So yeah, like, so right. that strategy. But what I did at the time is. Uh, where most people were, you know, you know how most people kind of pull their um, their hex together so they get the biggest pays better. What I did is I I wanted more of a of a daily income. Yeah. So what I did is I laddered every day, every day, all the hex I got from the day. day, I just laddered it like brrr, next day, brrr, next. Like so every, so yes, every day you have an, a stake expiring. I know it's a lot, but I, I just did it for. I was like, it's fun. It was just fun, dude. At the time and shit, I was fucking around with that and it's cool. And to tell you the truth. 
And it kind of, it kind of tell you the truth. Right, it's right. kind of what I wanted to is like, it'd be nice because I'd be able to have hex on days when it's really high and stake it on days low. And just, it just that, but because there's some people <laughs> that are like, they're just like, Oh my God, come on, come on, get, get to the day, get to the day. You know what I mean? And they're timing. And I want it to be more laissez faire. Like, eh, whatever happens, happens. Cool. Like I'm not, I'm not like sweating balls. Yeah. That's how you have to be. That's how you have to be in this crypto game. If you're going to be checking the right. charts 24 seven, I have news for you. You should probably delete every app on your phone that tells you the price because, really, when is the last time checking the price at 2 in the morning has given you any benefit to your quality of life? Does your wife, does your girlfriend appreciate when you wake up and check the price and you got to go take a piss and you're talking to her or you're in the middle of a conversation? Oh, wait, babe, i got to check the price. Sorry. No. What happens when people invest in something is they become a slave to that thing. So it's kind of like the Fight Club motto. Eventually, the things that you yes, own end yes. up owning yeah, you, yeah. right? And so if you let hacks own you, well, congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. But if you do hacks the right way, yeah. which is what I love hacks for, is you stake it yeah. and you forget about it. So I staked mine, yeah. but I don't really check it day to day. I've been checking the price you know, the past few mm-hmm. days just because of the volatility. But that's because people tell me about the volatility. I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. take a look. I, you know, but I don't wake up and the first thought I have is, right. like, what's the price of hex? You know, whenever I think about hex, the first thought I have is, oh, good. I'm happy. I, I, I really, my my one concern is, yeah, and I and, I've, and I've been, yeah, you know, and I've been playing liquid, but just to have liquid, so because there is. It it is good to have some liquid hex because like um I think me and hexologist had the same thing where we said like I mean I pretty much bought over like you know I I am like a, I was at a, at a one point a hundred percent staked up until like maybe a month ago I started buying some on the on Uniswap just to have some liquid hex to play around with and stuff because it it, it I do I do find at least having some if if it were to go up higher I could sell that and I don't touch my stakes because that's the most important thing not to touch my stakes because yeah. Yeah, I'm very liquid as well, and it's it's funny because you don't realize that mm-hmm. even with my liquid hex, my liquid hex has outperformed my entire investment on hex. <laughs> so what I could do is I could sell, oh, right, I could right. sell the liquid yeah. hex and make my money and make my money back and be yeah. quote unquote safe from any dumps. But fuck that, dude! I'm gonna use my liquid hex to invest in fucking Ponzi. <laughs> what? I'm doing. <laughs> I'm using my liquid hacks to invest. In- I know, I know, I'm but I was just like, I was just laughing. Money. That shit shocked my brain when you said that. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm a- yeah. No, I, I only said that for shock value. Um, the hacks.business app is very interesting to me, and right. I don't think it's a Ponzi scheme. I just, I just don't know how to describe it because yeah. I don't know much about it. But you know, I've I've used my liquid hacks to invest mm-hmm. in things like hacks.business, which I find very, very, very interesting. Yeah, and I just want to I- see what they do. Um, granted I could sell my liquid hacks tomorrow and, you know, make my initial investment back. But the thing is, and I agree, I, I think this is the way you have to live life is you go everything or nothing. Yeah. You don't go partial shit. You know what I mean? If you're in something, yeah. you go all the way. And that's why when hex launched, I realized that if I have a voice in the community and let's be honest, guys, the bar is pretty he, low. He, really, really low <laughs> in crypto, in, in crypto, in crypto, YouTube. And if I'm a little bit smarter than the average bear, I can make a crypto YouTube channel right. and I can pump my own bag. 
as as well as all of your bags too. So you're welcome for pumping your bags, but also I'm just trying to speak my truth as I learn about the facts that are available to me. And when I realized that it was possible to have a YouTube channel, that's kind of when I stepped onto the other side of the mirror and realized that all this shit, all these people making their channels and preaching the good word about Ripple or Link or Bitcoin mm-hmm. or whatever they're in love with, they're just people. And all you got to do is step over to that side and realize that it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all a charade. And when you pull the curtain back, yeah. there's the Wizard of Oz right there. You know, they're pulling the strings. And so why not be someone that controls your destiny than just sit on the sidelines and hope and beg and plead that please somebody else pump yeah. my bags, please, please. You know, why not, why not be a little, I mean, why be a little fucking bitch and just sit on the sidelines? I've sat it's on annoying. the sidelines for so long and nothing like, good, nothing good I felt, came out of it. So yeah. I, I'm making a YouTube channel. I felt that for a long time because, like, if, if, especially, like, I, because, uh, I mean, you were pretty on, you, you probably were listening to YouTube for, like, ever, right? Probably since, like, it came out in, like, 2006, right? I wasted too much of my Ex- life on Exactly. And that, that's what I was feeling for a long time, too, because, like, I would hear some of, the, some of the shit some of these influencers say, and I'd be like, what the fuck are they on, dude? But the problem is, is you're giving them attention, too, and you're not, you're not providing, you're, you're being a consumer, not a provider, not a, not a creator. Yeah, you have two choices: you skate yeah. or you die, dude. Skater, skater, die. You either produce or you consume. And Same. I mean, I'm gonna be producing. It's... My speaking of producing, my my long term vision with all this money is gonna be oh really music production. Yeah, it's gonna be making music. I know, probably nobody. No, that's cool. I mean, what kind of genre do you like to do? I love electronic oh, cool. music and I love rock music. So I love, I love the guitar yeah. and I love the piano, and nice. I love Ableton Studio. Like I, I thought about making crypto, uh, yeah. crypto music videos just for fun and shit. Like doing little, like uh, music and stuff. It just I'm, I'm just waiting for all my stuff to get here so I can just start making stuff because it's like no one's doing any crypto music. There's a huge lane open. I, Dude, yeah. I mean, yeah, crypto, crypto black, black sheep, sheep man. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, man. And is, is there's, I mean, the bar, I mean, the bar is so, I mean, this is, this is the same shit I was telling to the guys in Decentraland and in all these coins is that, bro, it's wide open. If you, if it, it's musical chairs right now. The music's playing. Take your fucking seat. Be, or, or just, or just, or just be like hmm. pushed be by the waves. You know what I mean? Or just go with the, because, like I'd, ra- I'd rather be, I'd rather. Yeah. So my mentality is almost like musical chairs is a good way to put it. I've never heard anybody say that before, but my, my mindset's always been ride the wave and you want to be on top of the wave yeah. and not get pushed under by it. Huh. If you're on the wrong side of the wave. Yeah. That's called wrecked. It's called that's called wrecked man. And unfortunately a lot of these people aren't going to tell you what to do. So one of the main themes that I preach in a lot of my videos is think for yourself. And I can't tell you what to do with your money. You don't have to invest in hacks for all I care. I don't give a shit what you invest in. Just make your own goddamn decision. And everyone out there is so soft nowadays that they're on YouTube looking for someone to tell them what to do. They're looking for someone to tell them what to do. Simple as that. But what you really can't let yourself fall into is be misguided by every you know, yeah. hot new shiny, ob- it's called shiny object syndrome, right? 
So you get distracted by the new shiny thing over here, the new shiny thing over there. The only reason I know is because I used to have it. But, I mean, trust me. Step on, break on through the, the other side, and you'll find a lot more value. Than yeah. In your it's, it's, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, the shiny. I, I feel like w- what a lot of these crypto YouTubers do, and like, like Richard pointed this out too as well, like, you know, like the, there is a big lie out here. Like, it's, it's okay if you want to make some money and stuff on crypto and stuff, but like a lot of what they're doing is just shilling like dumb shit. <laughs> and like fuck shit to like new people and stuff to get them wrecked you know like trading and stuff and everything yeah they're trading yeah and trading is like you can get you trading is easy on an upswing it's dog shit during the downswing dude like yeah right and it's awesome like it's fucking awesome like i remember like i I was like literally like i am not a trader i'm a a hodler and i and I, i just kind of like i have this uh, this philosophy well sort of like this this checklist this this four point ch- bullet checklist that i do on coins and if it hits two of those criteria i kind of go into it uh, oh um well, one new, if, okay new, is new, there a community two is there big investor money behind it three um exchanges behind it four is um the 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 uh the cult leader essentially <laughs> Is what I call it, the cult leader, and it's true because it's like we're humans, and we we like <laughs> we we have a king. Oh, in everything. I mean, look, Satoshi's king, Satoshi Light, like uh, you know, whatever his name, Charlie Lee. Um, Char- uh, you know, we have fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, all all the leaders of all the coins. Why do we have leaders of all the coins? There's always a dude. You know what I mean? It's because we're we're still act like monkeys and shit, uh, and we have our exactly. our fucking coin leaders and our because we like to have leaders. We like to have leaders a it's lot. A so I was like, I, I just follow like what humans do. Okay, okay, cool. So you like to have leaders. So I like to see, I check the leader out, right? That's one of the reasons why I invested in Hex. Like, let's just, I looked at, okay, he has a community. Two, the dude, the dude, the dude's smart. And, you know, he, he's right a lot. And, you know, like, you know, he's seems like a good dude to me. So cool. And then three, well, like, of course, but just those two, my, the most two important thing is the leader and the in the in the community you can almost get away you can almost get away from everything else and just if, if if the coin has a community there's something there there's that's enough almost in this in this thing like digibyte digibyte was like digibyte like i'm not uh was started by some dude in his fucking garage dude was broke fucking just typing away for six fucking years grinding and grinding his coin wasn't worth shit until like just recently and the dude the whole, you know, like the dude, like deserves all the success in the world because he put the work in, you know, and then like he built that entire community and stuff and everything while getting made fun of for being like, this is a dog shit coin, this is this and this and like, yeah, I... yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, good for him, you know. It's never been, it's never been easier to make money in the world. Exactly, and I respect the fuck out of people like Fluffy Pony who invented Monero, people like Charlie Lee. You take right. the power into your own hands and you become the change you want to see in the world. If you make something happen yeah with enough sheer force of will the universe will come to you people will come to meet you in the middle if your idea is powerful enough and you can branch off and influence enough early adopters the rest will come to you because the idea has been validated yes it's kind of a feedback loop but it does take an initial activation energy to get off the ground right so it, like imagine a, a rocket ship taking off you need a certain velocity it's called escape velocity to escape the pull of gravity. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with a lot of cryptocurrencies as well. 
Yeah. Or a flywheel. Instead of escape velocity, it's more of idea velocity. And so the, idea, the, the flywheel of hex, the idea of yeah. velocity of hex, to me, it's already it's pretty made of orbit. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are like that for the for hex it, is a fucking like, not even 170 days old, like 100 and some change old. They cryptocurrency, not even 200 days old. And everybody in crypto is talking about us. We're the only news. Like, like after this happening, crypto's gone boring again. We're right. like tripping balls about fucking JK Rowling and shit. Like JK Rowling, like I, I look, like, I always love her for her for making Harry Potter. That shit's always been a part of my childhood. But she kind of, she kind of, she's kind of fucking up, like, uh, you know, like the the Potter yeah, universe yeah. and stuff with all the like all the fucking crazy fucking like SJW shit she's putting in there. But like whatever. Yeah, she likes my, and that's cool. As, yeah, she's cool, dude. And have you heard she her story money, for real? Man. Like, look at look at this. The force of will. She was she forced Harry Potter to be written. She was so poor and shit. She was writing that shit on fucking McDonald's napkins. McDonald's napkins. That, that's the force of fucking will right there. And like, yep. she can be eccentric as one. Look at McAfee. McAfee can do what she, do that kind of shit because he forced and willed and did his company and like did that sort of stuff. You know, like it's just like, you know, and like, yes, right. But it is about your sphere of influence. And what did all, what did all these people have in common? Richard Hart, John McAfee, yeah. J.K. Rowling. They had the power of language on their side. And if you are a master manipulator of language, exactly. you have the power to change the world around you by the way you talk. Your words speak reality into existence. And a lot of people yeah, I mean... don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've, I've been saying this for a long time. Like, uh, there, there is a valid, I think, I think, um, who said this? Was it, um, I think it maybe I think he sort of said that I think it was like what's his name Richard said this too and stuff it's like motherfuckers don't show their faces like there's a validity I trust a person more that yeah ain't that funny motherfucker oh yeah isn't that pretty funny how motherfuckers don't show their yeah. faces so I get on a live stream today with okay. some guy who his name is like Dragon Dargon or whatever mm-hmm. and he's just you know an average guy pretty pretty nice guy oh okay from okay. L A. I thought he was part of Hex.Business. And apparently I was wrong. He's just a community member of Hex.Business. And I was just trying to get to the bottom of what is Hex.Business all about. And he told me a little bit, but I didn't really understand it. And so part of what he explained to me was, oh, well, all the uh, the dividends are paid from Got the new people that transform Hex into yeah. Hexy. I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. <laughs> you know, everyone just lost their mind. And uh, yeah. I go into the Hex, it's called Hex Mobile, the Telegram chat room. And people are talking shit. And I'm like, well, does any one of you motherfuckers want to explain it better? And I'm, well, this one guy was like, yo, we need someone to explain it. Too bad coffee's too stupid to understand it. I'm like... I'm yeah. like, I'm like, would you like to come on a live stream and explain and explain it to me? And what does he say? He says, "Well, no, I'm not really suited to. It might, you know, well, you're, it would be you're suited to talk shit, guys but not suited to I'm back like, it well, up." You pussy motherfucker. Well, well, why don't yeah, why don't you shut the fuck up and actually let the big boys play? You fucking little faggot. Yeah. Anyway. I digress because I love that community. The Hex Mobile community is actually a great group of guys, but it goes back to what you were saying yeah. about people not wanting to show their face. Once you say, "Hey, you want to come on a live stream?" And it doesn't even no, matter if you no, are. Ugly. Let's say I'm you ugly. were ugly. You have the balls to be online and show your fucking face. That's something. It really is something. That's enough, honestly. Yeah. 
Well, that's what I was talking about yeah. when I'm telling, and you, you know this, but it's when I'm, what I'm talking about, like taking the red pill, stepping over to the other side. And that's when you realize it's all smoke and mirrors because anybody can do it. Anybody can make a fucking video on YouTube. It's not that hard. The bar is very, very low. You just have to have the fucking balls to do it. <laughs> well, fucking faggots. <laughs> no, they, they do. They do. I hope nobody listens this far. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> the only one, the only one of the most badass guys I've seen in uh, hacks has been RG three actually because he does not give a fuck. He he gives less of a fuck than I do. Like I I try to care about being fuck him. Yeah, I talk to him all. I talk to him like RG three is day. full dude, blown. Dude's, hacks, a, dude. dude's like, a G man. Yeah, like, the other day we were talking about testosterone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so is him and hexologist. You know he's a fucking he's a marine, right? Like, like you, you can, he's got that. Yeah, but you can tell they both have that mentality mm-hmm. of like, we don't give a fuck. It's like you're on our team or fuck you. Which I kind of look up to that in a way because I've never had that. I was never a marine. I don't understand that level. Yeah. Of I'm actually talking to him right. He just sent me a message. Let me see what he said. But I I look up to it. Oh, he might want to do the discourse thing. You want to do it after this? Uh, <laughs> you have time. Yeah, maybe i don't know let me see let's see what he says uh right. wait after this i mean dude it's it's like i'm i'm, I'm, middle grinding, middle middle I'm middle trying late. to dude like, i i really respect the shit like you really have stepped like you really have been like pumping these videos out like like the the fucking thumbnails are killing me dude those things are hella funny i i know oh dude cause you gotta know what gets clicked these days man like people are like Oh, coffee! You don't need to do clickbait thumbnails. Yes, I do, right. bitch. I need to do these thumbnails because otherwise your I, so, ass is not. So okay, so let me just go back me. to one thing. So um, you know how earlier I was saying about on. like people were saying like weird like why are you using why are you using anchor right for, for the for the for the podcasting right? Well, because I had been seeing this like I oh, I had a podcast? feeling that a lot of people were going to switch over to Spotify, right? And this this podcast this the the coolest thing about this app is it's it's uh, it got purchased okay. by Spotify. Yeah, so well, Joe Rogan's not switching over until Ooh, January. So, but so what I've been Joe trying Rogan's to do is level, build up baby. an entire catalog that's on that's on Spotify, and then when people jump on, you're going to have a shit ton more people actually using Spotify for podcasting than before. So it's it, this is it's going to be a huge boost to um, to new viewers and stuff, and eventually, you know, of that of that community, right? The, the Joe Rogan community, I'd say ten percent of them are crypto guys because they've they've heard Andreas and Donopolis and a bunch of these guys talk about Bitcoin, so they're sort of connected into the ether there. And so I'm, yeah. And I, what I'm saying is like, oh, this is a great opportunity. It's Let me build up my catalog. Dark, but- on Spotify, I mean, podcasting is one of the few things where you're not taken down. Like I, like I, so I got, so me and Hexologist did a, um, a podcast interview and stuff on his YouTube channel, and my our video got taken down. Like me and Hexologist, like we, I did a video, with YouTube. Who did? Yeah, I don't know. It just got striked uh, who, who and took got taken down? down. Oh really? Why? I don't think we did. I mean, nothing bad. I mean, gonna say any bad bad words? Not really. Any words? <laughs> No, I mean, do we you say bitch? Did you, did you say ass? Me and hexologists were fucking fuck? like fifty. The fifty percent of that video was us going <laughs> <laughs> like we we're giggling the entire time, dude. That shit was hella funny. It was like we were baked out of our minds, <laughs> giggling, dude. It was it was such a good it was such a good interview, man. Oh man, I wish I had it. 
Yeah. I like, I like Hector just because he doesn't need to be baked to to be baked. Giddy and happy. He's like yeah. sober as a nun, and he's just like, oh, oh yeah. Like, well, you know, I mean, he he paid the, the most for a pizza of all time. Time. Pretty soon, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh no, not yet. Fuck no. <laughs> well, I mean, is he yeah. more than the Bitcoin guy yet? Well, that's the goal. I think right? I think One that day, dude paid like ten thousand Bitcoin for that pizza. Bitcoin pizza guy. Yeah. 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 Whew. yeah well, imagine paying seventy thousand hacks for the pizza. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, I'm, hacks, fuck, hacks is like I mean, already it's already like I think I what was it eighty thousand hacks? What is that like? That's that's already like four. Yeah, like four hundred dollars. No, no, three hundred dollars. He said it was all right, but it wasn't three hundred dollars worth. Yeah, I mean, I it, was <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, I used to kill him and show. And I say local oh, Idaho man <laughs> paid the most for yeah. a pizza of all time in the state. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Idaho: a lot of people don't want you to know, but apparently Boise is one of the coolest country, coolest uh, cities in, in the United States. But people from Boise do not want to tell yeah. you that because they don't want people to come there and ruin it, like they ruined Austin, like they ruined San Francisco, you know? Because San Francisco used to be dope, and then everyone fucked it up, and now homeless people are shitting on the streets. And then uh, Austin used to be cool, but now a lot of people are mo- moving there, grabbing the property value up, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are displacing people and making it very touristy. Um, apparently, Boise yeah. and Wyoming and some other places are like kind of on the up and up. I mean, um, I might after once once, once we get past this cycle high. Just um, I'm just kind of staying put, making just keeping my head to the grindstone and like, you know, grinding right now. Like I, I see a lot of opportunities and a lot of these coins I'm invested in. You know, like um, right. yeah, cool. it's cool. To yeah, I mean, to realize I, that you have the potential to go buy a property somewhere. You know, it's, it's nice to have the option, right. but like you said, it's like let's just lay low for a while and see how this plays out. Because the having just happened, and the whole crypto market's about to boom. Yeah, that, I mean that'd be really nice. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to have ten x what you have right now? Yeah, and it's going to be. I think it's going to yeah, be more than that. Would. I mean, even if Bitcoin just did a ten x from its prices sure, right now, I mean. Mo- well, that's yeah, I think it's like Bitcoin might do. Uh, we'll be lucky if Bitcoin does a ten x, but. Yeah, but just just because of the sort of the law of big numbers, more you know, it just. I mean, if that if right. Hex has already done a hundred X, that would be ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. More to go. What, what would that put the what, what would that put the price at? Because that would be ten thousand. So think about it, like think about a hundred a hundred more from right. hundred more from here. But, current prices would be fifty yeah. cents. Because so we have to add the rest of the um, you know, the rest of the supply maybe, once maybe the like big payday cent, comes like, out. I don't know, right? Which will put us up like to like what like. Uh, it was supposedly 600 million i mean i mean 600 billion but like i know a lot, a lot of that is coins are still gonna be locked up so it doesn't all hit at the same time so it, it could be like at 100 billion or some shit or yeah yeah i mean the estimated the estimated right, is right. about to be which i think it's I... if people don't claim their free bitcoin but there, there has been a little bit of a spike. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. the free Bitcoin I mean, I've been saying, has gone from 1.5% yeah. to like yeah. 2. I mean, I thought we were going to, like, honestly, like... Which is significant. 1% I thought I think we're going to hit, like, maybe 5 to 8% probably. 
by the end of the AA. Probably eight percent would probably be really good. I mean, because like I, I know a lot of people. The problem with like getting like all the coins um, to get all those free hex coins and stuff. And the problem with that is is that uh, most people, in terms of just retails, retails, they have their money, they have their coins on exchanges. So there's no way for them to cl- claim anyway. You had you've. Yeah, if they want, yeah, if they wanted to, some yeah, of them won't. Like some of them will. I think there is going to be some some coins that I mean, some people that will, but you know, they've already squandered about almost half of the coins that they should have got already. Yeah, right. yeah, they like, want to buy it on the way up, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's so true, dude. Like I, that just trying to buy stuff when no one's talking about yeah. it, like it's. And just as a personal anecdote to that, I have a an ad campaign going, but I also have a personal self-funded ad campaign going where yeah. I just put five dollars a day into a YouTube into a Google search ad. So whenever you search for a term like "how can I buy hex" or "where to claim hex" yeah. or "hex coin market cap" or "hex coin gecko," all these different keywords. Oh shit! I'll yeah. I'll come up as the first item on your search page, and I get more mm-hmm. referral bonuses when. And I have a very unique referral right. address for that one because I'm paying for it out of my pocket. It's not like donation money. It's like my, my personal payment. I pay $5 wow. a day and I've already gotten about you know, a few hundred dollars worth of hacks out of it. But, but what I'm saying is people mm. don't, I don't get any bonuses when the price drops. The, yeah. only, the only time I get referral bonuses or when the price no, I uh, I totally, totally, totally believe that. Fuck yeah, so man! Like, isn't uh, that something? Yeah, it's that's that. Yeah, it's it's like that's what's gonna happen. That's why I've been saying for a while. Like, until we break the the all time high, we're not gonna get new people. We're getting some. I mean, maybe once it breaks like fourteen k, then they're gonna be yeah. some, okay. Some guys are like, cool. I'll get a cool twenty five percent or something, <laughs> or like. You know, we're going to hit 20K, 20, I mean, 24, uh, it's possible we could hit 23, 24, 25K and then get a big dip down afterwards because some people are going to be like, you see, um, they, they cashed out their 2017 losses and, you know, they're out and stuff. And then after that, then the prices are probably going to rebound again. And then from there, we're talking, I was like, I really do think we're, we'll be at the all time, we'll be at new all time, probably December or January and stuff, just depending on how we're doing. Um, but it's just the, the, the inflation rate's been cut down. There's like, not, 900 bitcoin made a day now um the cash app alone is already buying the entire fucking mining supply right now that app alone is buying over i think they're buying about like almost a thousand bitcoin a day in terms of just microtransactions of people buying bitcoin five dollars ten twenty a hundred bucks a day like that that app's very important to the ecosystem and that's not including all the all the people buying on um on coinbase and on um what do you call that fucking app on um, the Celsius network? Like there is a lot of buying going on. Right. And it's just these traders and be like, I, I feel like those they're running out of coins. Probably that's what's going to, it's starting to happen. And like, if I remember correctly, like the miners are starting to, you know, the miners are being turned off right now because they can't compete. And that's it. Once that kind of dries up and then the miners are situated correctly, I think we're going to start going up which is very good like i want bitcoin to go up because that floods the market with more money for all these other coins it's good for everybody exactly right but like the altcoins the altcoins shoot up higher because their boats are smaller so the waves shoot them up way higher (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude 
I mean, haven't I mean you've heard like uh I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh you've heard people becoming skeptical about oh, I don't think Hex could ever be one dollar. Well, I mean I hate to break it to you, but if Hex is like that's not so far fetched. And because right. when the whole market cap is higher, the price of everything is higher. So, uh, it's like it's quarter billion. Even though, a quarter I trillion. Mean, what is the market cap of all of crypto? Yeah, roughly. Right Quarter, quarter trillion. Yeah, so the market more, actually some trillion, will even way more. Wouldn't all coins a, naturally yeah, rise four yeah. x? On average, yes. Yes. Well, on yeah, but on on average, the coins would all rise four x. And if you believe that Hex out, outperforms all that, well, maybe Hex does a forty x or a four hundred x. So one dollar Hex is not so hard to believe. Yeah. The only problem is that people can only conceive of what's happening now. They can't imagine a reality where the entire pool is bigger. And they just have such a hard time getting that through their tiny little heads. It's like, of course yeah. you can't imagine it right now. Of course it's not going to happen overnight, tomorrow. But in a world where people are looking for yield and people are looking for a safe place to park their assets, and at the same time they're becoming more and more comfortable with the idea of digital assets, well, all these, all these different factors come together and converge Along with quantitative easing right. and mismanagement of governments, the stri- they create the perfect storm for for very, very high-valued digital assets yeah. that are owned by the individual. Anyway. No. Have you seen this game <laughs> I haven't even fucked with any of the games or anything. I, mean, I don't even know what it is. Shrimp farm? Bro, someone, someone, I'm, just go- I'm on my computer right now. Somebody just made a game called Shrimp Farmer. <laughs> And you can literally buy shrimp <laughs> with your hacks. <laughs> and I, apparently, if you buy these shrimp oh my and God. you hatch them, then it makes you more That's hacks. cool, man. I'm over here like when Mr. Grandpa Hex right here. You're done with I, just, I just stick to my AA and stake my, my coins. I, mean, I don't like playing with those newfangled games. Dude, these, these are the, that's I mean, Apex. I think most Apex. Apex. Pretty stupid, but Hex Shrimp Farm. <laughs> Dude, it's called Hex oh Shrimp Dot Farm. Yeah, a new paradigm. I've never seen. I've never seen anything. Like well, it could be based like, off of the uh, why? Hexologist made like why a chart shrimp? of like the from like Uber Blue Whale to all the shrimp. So it could it could be do it could be based on like the. Um, I think he made sort of a class system to see like where you're at. Like you could be an oily squid or you could be a shark or a dolphin. Right. That's hex.live. So that could be, isn't the smallest denomination I mean, that's, of shrimp. That's hex.live. So that maybe that's why they came up with it. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Silent, yeah, silent I mean, shell. I think it was a silent shell is actually this most. Well, what's smallest. what's the rankings now? I I don't even know the rankings yeah, anymore. Like, what's uh, a little bitch? I, what 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 rank does a million hex or a hundred? Because like, eventually the like with anything, right? God. Well, it all depends on the. It all depends on the percentage of the total hex that you have. So you could be is that uh, A dolphin today, but you could be tomorrow's okay. octopus. You know. No, octopus is lower because, like, every time, every time the quantity 
total market share? Well, I, from my calculations, if you have less, look, hex all works out. If it does, if it doesn't, whatever. But if it does, the way my ladder works out is that after year 10, all my stakes that I'm ending are all 10 year stakes. Everything. It's a 10 year stake. And then I might even transition it all to 15 year stakes, uh, depending on how I feel. So um, it, it's so the way the way a stake ladder works, if you're doing it like, like you do it, you you uh, you stake one, two, three, four, five, ten, and then all the interests and stuff. So once your stake comes unstaked, you take a portion of that and you put it to a ten year. But oh, you've advanced one year. So eventually, once you hit the original ten year, the the uh, the the ten year you did a year afterwards is is technically on year eleven, but it's a ten year stake. So it's like every year instead of waiting, every stake that you keep on staking is a ten year stake. <laughs> so it, it uh the way i mean especially if you listen to something like what good good texture sort of figured out in terms of just because how much people are going to flood out and very few people are actually going to hold on to their to their actual 10 years and 15 and fives and stuff and all the extra hex shares and uh, coins are going to accrue from just not any emergency end staking those 10 and 15 year stakes are gigantic like you i mean he was approximating like an 80x on your coins if you hold on from, from you know from so it's like if i if i have all those and stuff i mean shit i mean even not having a lot of hex you could become probably yeah. an uber whale possibly if if you're able to have that kind of discipline yeah. and it's hard and it's hard yeah 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 no he was um right good texture was the one that put out the idea that nobody had been talking about which was a very good idea which was that the core of the idea is yes. share rate goes in the hockey stick pattern on big payday so even though it looks like it's only going up steadily right now exactly the price of shares is going to exponentially increase after big payday and you're basically going to either it's going to be a decision do you want to get a really good share rate before big payday or do you want to get a much much worse share rate after big payday and that's what's going to part of the reason right. to keep the uh the the quick buck kind of people away a lot of people are in there wanting a quick buck and so a lot of people have this magnificent idea that oh as long as i'm staked on big payday i'll get the big payday bonus so all i have to do is stake for one day all i have to do is stake for one day and i'll get all that big payday bonus well it's not really that easy because it's about how long you're staking so the one day stakers on big payday they'll get some and they can dump into the price, right. but they're not going to be able to dump as hard as the people that actually believe in the project, which is why it's called a truth engine. It's called a truth engine because in order to fulfill exactly. your stake, you have to tell the truth about what you said you were going to do. And that truth engine is projected into the future, and it shows the entire world exactly what you said you were going to do. Now, you're rewarded for what you said you were going to do if you do it. But you can opt out yeah. any time. And this, and this, and this is, is a, a... You get severely penalized. And, right. and the, fun, the fun thing is everyone can see <laughs> how penalized you got. So we get to, we get to <laughs> bathe in your blood and yeah. wash our face if you emergency with your tears. Unstake, uh, before, so if, if you <laughs> have one year stake part. and you... And you the, so the, all right, if, I think let's right. say 351 exactly. days and then your emergency unstake around one, uh, day 175, you get no penalties but you gain nothing every day afterwards you start getting some of your big payday after, after the middle point. Right. So if I emergency. Inst- right. So yeah, the general, the general rule is that no penalties, at least wait, no penalties. Percent of your stake, you'll get your principal back. 
Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, but if you yeah. and this is one day out of a thousand days, you're fucked, bro. There was some guy in the chat the other day and he was like, Oh, I lost all my hooks. You didn't tell me I was gonna lose it all if I unstaked. It's like, dude, do you not read the rules of what you're getting into before you're gonna get into it? Like he he was like so shocked that he <sighs> emergency unstaked after like three days and lost like ninety percent of his money. It's like um, it just it made me feel really bad because I was like, "Are you that fucking stupid?" So where you thought you just yeah. stake and then you can pull out whatever you want to, like when, when you stake a certain amount of days, you're expected to see those days yeah. to fulfillment. Well, people people in crypto have gotten so this is the terrible thing that a lot of these um these staking platforms that so okay stake so uh, so if you notice like I've been saying for a while now that um that we've gone past the pork wars and now we're in the staking wars. Right. Right. Without. Right. But, but let, let me, let me explain kind of the, right. the dynamic that everyone's doing about. So, so everyone's doing the cool thing about staking, which is staking your coins and you get, you essentially get some interest or you stake for like a CD and then you get it at the end. Right. Or when you emergency unstake or whatever. Right. But so, so here's the big difference is that a lot. So they copied the staking sort right. of or sort of pattern from master coins and nodes where you could leave at any time, which is cool. It's cool. So it's like, you're able to enter, you're able to enter and get the, and get your daily interest or your monthly interest or however it's paid out. But the problem is it makes fair weather users. So a- anytime there's FUD, brrr, you, so like, like something like Tezos, right? Tezos is really cool. Right. But the problem with Tezos is that like, so right now about 93% of the coins are essentially staking right now, gaining Tezos while baking. But the problem is, is like, the, let's just say some really bad news came out. So if only t- 7% of the total coins are in circulating supply, what happens when, when a, some bud comes out and 10% more comes online? You crash the price because you have a huge amount of coins come on the market that are never there. And that it's a huge shock to the system, and it and it, and it cra- well, like so as so it's sort of right. a thing with without without a stick mechanism for unstaking. There is there is a um, a positive feedback loop in in these staking coins as well as a negative feedback loop because more more people are taking their coin their tezos out of their uh, um, out of their wallets and selling them in the market. You you fl- and then the price goes lower and then lower and lower and because the price is crashing down, more people fucking take their coins out and start selling them in the market and lower and lower and lower until it hits a bottom essentially where like people just, it hits a point where like man my coins aren't worth shit. I'm just not gonna I'm just gonna keep them there. And then the the positive feedback loop starts where people are buying and staking them, buying them and staking them. But the sort of thing is as because, because staking is so cool where it restricts supply so much, the, the sort of flywheel in that direction has the coin go up higher than it normally should go because, because it's, you're, you're taking so much of the supply out. But the minute there's a break in the dam, it's terrible on the way down. Where what Hex is doing is that it has, it has more of a, of a, of a structured yeah. way to dump and stuff. So people who, who – Exactly. So exactly. what you're saying is it takes activation energy to make the conscious decision to dump. Exactly. You can't on, just dump on emotion. All on emotion. Exactly. And th- at finger. least this gives the you option to, to like, to, well, to to, for it. a person to do it. Okay, well, oh, I'm 30% done with my stake. So I'm going to take a penalty here. Is it worth it? Let me see. Some people might say yes. And that's, and that's yeah. totally okay. Or maybe some right. people are seventy five done with their seventy five percent done with their stake, so they'll get some of their big payday or whatever their extra bonuses. They're like, "Well, okay, fuck it, I'll do it." You know what? I just need it. That's perfectly okay. But it does give a pause 
And that pause is super mm-hmm. important because, uh, you know, that, that's, that pause. And then that's kind of what's missing right. in some of these other staking platforms where like the, the positive feedback loops insane and the flywheel is awesome in that direction. But when it cr- does stop, Ooh, boy, it's, it can get bad. It's going to get rough. And it's, I feel like these staking pro- platforms, you know, yep. Tezos, it's Cardano, rough. Ethereum are going to do very well. Over well, like it's gonna get super white hot, and then, oh boy, that supply comes online real quick. And Hex will get a certain percentage of that. We just wait to see what the game theory is gonna be. I feel like like the Hex's crash down is gonna be much less than the the other platforms because they're they're on a really big negative feedback loop where there's some positives on this side to stop it from doing that exaggerated dump. Essentially, if that makes sense. And, yeah, and that's what I, I mean. That's what I kind of did like about the whole hex, the mm-hmm. way it's staking. There yeah, still yeah. hasn't been a platform yet because I, I do like that um, that Richard or whoever in the team and stuff put this in the emergency and stake feature that to give the option to people to get their money because it's cool to be able to access your money. But I, I what, what would you think about? What would you? How would you feel if? If the instead of having the emergency the the end stake feature, it was just like you stick for a year, you can't access it for a year. How would you feel about that? I mean, there's less game theory in that, right? Obviously, but it wouldn't it would control. You'd be able to tell when the dumping would happen, I guess. <laughs> but it, it less gamey. Well, you have to you have to give people a way to yes. emergency unstake yeah. because you have to give them the perception of freedom. Over their, over their coins, right? If you locked your coins up and there was no way to get anything back, people would bitch and cry until the cows came home yeah. because they, like we've already seen, we've had a lot of emergency on stakers. But Hex is really good. And one time I've actually said that Hex is actually too good, too fast. To the point where how much has gone up yeah. is negligible compared to your actual real, yeah, your real life, your real life gains. So mm-hmm. a lot of people you'll find that were like month one investors that are emergency on staking are actually either broke even or slightly positive because of the price increase. Yeah. Despite and their you- large penalty for emergency on staking. But if you give people mm-hmm. perceived freedom in a system, it's all their choice. Yes. So this entire – and actually, it's not even perceived freedom. It's true freedom. This entire system gives you true freedom to do whatever you want. Number one, you don't have to buy hacks if you don't want to. Number two, you don't have to stake hacks if you don't want to. You can keep it liquid. If you want to be a trader, you can trade it all you want. Number three, if you stake hacks and you don't want to stake it anymore – you have the power to take it out. But you know right. that before you signed up for the stake, if you take it out too early, you're going to get penalized a little bit or a lot, depending on how much you, you know, how early you stake it or unstake it. But it basically puts all the control in the hands of the user because the user has to click all the buttons. The user has to accept the MetaMask requests. The user has to pay the gas fees. The user has to make the conscious choice to do what they want to do, which is really the beauty because it really aligns with something that I've been preaching in my videos, which is take control of your own goddamn actions. Take responsibility for yourself. If you get fucked over in trading, that's because you were trading 
and you're probably a bad trader. You probably have other shit to do in your free time where you don't have 24 hours a day to be dedicated to looking at a chart, okay? And trust me, I've tried trading too, and I've traded the right way, and I've traded the wrong way. But I know a lot of people that have lost a lot of money from trading, and everything in Hex is designed to get you to not trade, to commit your stake for a year or for two years and see what happens. And what I love the most about it is that during those times where you're staked and you can't really sell, well, for me personally, rather than, rather than worrying about trading like I normally would, oh, when do I sell? When do I sell? Instead, it gives me the free time and the wherewithal. It opens up my mind to really think about what I can do for the community. And really what I've gathered so far is I'm going to go ahead and make a YouTube channel. No other cryptocurrency has instigated me to make a YouTube channel. But because in the hacks, I'm not trading it. I, don't know, I have a lot of free time. I'm going to do what's right for the community. I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I'm also going to run an ad campaign. I'm also <laughs> going to make uh, what else did I do? I heard about I it. I didn't see it. <laughs> Have you seen that? Okay. You should check it out, man. Look up hex-obituaries.com. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, and I, I make a lot of other stuff too. If anybody wants me to do anything at all, I will do it for them. Right. You just, you know, it has to be aligned to my incentives. My incentives are, my incentives are your that's incentives. Fair. That's fair. As long as your incentives are hacked. And, you know, like when Moses, like, I actually do like you too because you <laughs> like other things and I get to hear about other shit from you. You're like my outside. I've been told world. that a like, lot. Like, like a my lot. Window. A like my lot. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't think like what I, what I do or how <laughs> yeah. I look into other coins is so special. It's not. I thought it's not special. I thought it was like that's common as fuck. But the more I've gone into coins like Mana and Oxt and you know Celto and all these other places, yeah. No, dude, you made it with Oxt. Finally. No, well, dude, I made Would a you... video about you Oxt though. Have you seen it? Got it. Oh, I saw it. I did see it. Never yeah, mind. No, I, I know a, what you're talking no, it was about. A yeah. Very early video. It was like a long time ago. You were one of the I, only I people I searched far and wide for an influencer talking about LXT could not find a fucking single YouTuber that made a recent video in the last four weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty cool. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Andreas, like, not I've been, sports, um, so. You know that, right? You know that, right? He didn't want to admit it, though. He, he was on a podcast he, and somebody asked him what, nice. what he like. He's like, really <laughs> yes! Really. I'm heavily involved in the I, LXT yeah. project. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not to say it's going to go up and so price. from I'm what saying, from Andreas from my little thing, right? I helping it's to cl- develop. It's, uh, it's clicked about four corners of the box, essentially. That I that I liked about it, which was it's got big institutional money exchange behind it. It's got Coinbase. It's a Coinbase baby, and it's got a bunch of Ethereum bros behind it, and it's got a lot of venture money. So there's a lot of right. backroom money. I've done. I did a whole episode. Well, I think my the, the this next the last uh, the last podcast I did. I did an entire episode and breakdown on OXT. Yeah, that's funny. That's that, uh, dude. That's the kind yeah. of stuff that a lot of people yeah. don't want to talk about. But you're talking about the shit that actually exactly. Matters. And I get shit for that, dude. For for kind of like, like why are you talking about, about like, that? Because it's fucking club. important. Like you don't understand. Like if if like if if like let's just let's just so the coin. There's a thing I uh called the I call it the Coinbase Mafia, or essentially it's an Ethereum Bros Mafia, essentially, right? Where 
where all these Ethereum bros essentially found out like, okay, so Ethereum seems to be okay. So I think Coinbase is safe to push RC20 tokens on there. So I've been seeing what, like, what is all the coins they've released? It's all RC20 tokens. There's nothing, there's nothing new. I mean, like EOS was probably like the last coin maybe in Tezos. I was surprised they added Tezos. Yep. I mean, but then I come to find out that I looked into it, a bunch of the, a bunch of, uh, it looks like Ethereum bros and some big institutional money invested in the ICO. So quasi qua, it got added to Coinbase because the Coinbase people have a stake in it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is starting, this game is really making sense now. Like, what, why are these mm-hmm. coins getting added on shit? Because they have a fucking bag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I say Hex is the renegade token. Hex is the community, baby, community. I mean, no. Crypto. It is the crypto. Go ahead. Fuck you to all cryptos. Let me tell you a funny story about OXT. I made a I made a video with a live demo of the VPN because for those that don't know, OXT is called Orchid Network. It basically they developed their own ERC twenty token where you stream your payments for Orchid Network support. So if I want to run the VPN for five That's days, not much. Maybe I have to pay five Orchid tokens, which is like a dollar, dollar fifty. Not much. And I made the video first half of the video was all about the Orkin network. It was a live demo. I did a screencast of my Android onto my screen, and I showed how when I enabled the button, my internet was fully protected, and I was like, see? It's a working product. It's a working product, and it's great. And then, I did a little brief bit about five minutes about the chart. And I said, look at the chart right now. The chart looks like it's at all-time lows. I'm not saying Orkin's a good investment, but yeah. A lot of people don't really know about Orchid right now. And with a product that's this good, that's working this well, at a price this low, <laughs> it, it looks pretty attractive to me. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, I was dead wrong because Orchid hasn't done shit. Orchid hasn't, or, Orchid hasn't done right, shit since right. then. But I posted this video on the Orchid Reddit mm-hmm. platform, right? And I posted it up. It got taken down in like an hour. And I was like, why, why did – and I messaged the admin. I was like, why did you take this video down? I'm just trying to get views. Yeah. He was like, sorry. I, that, sorry. That's you a pet peeve of mine. You can't have any videos about the price of working network. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, then I, well, yeah, that's when I got really pissed at him. I'm like, why did you make exactly. a token on an open market if you can't talk about the price of the token? Like, are you like, and, and I literally said, I was like, do you not want the free marketing? <clears throat> like, sorry, man. Like, I appreciated the first half of your video, but the second half was about price and i i just yeah i just i'm i can't he's like basically like i'm just doing what i'm told man i can't i can't let this video you know on the on the reddit network and i'm like yeah all right dude well i hope hope your project works out but good luck getting any marketing for it <laughs> because no one wants to talk about it if it's not about price and he seemed to understand and he was like yeah he was like yeah i know it's a little weird thanks for making the video but my hands are tied and i'm like I'm just like, okay, like this whole thing is weird. I'm not even getting involved in this project anymore because apparently you're going to make a token on the open fucking market. Exactly. No, no, and, and, and you can't and talk I know, about I know, price. And I know why. You just can't say anything about the token's price. It's illegal. Like, it's illegal? Like, fuck you. Fuck you, it's illegal. You, you're the one that made the token. Your company made a token. And you decided to trade that token for a variable rate 
on yeah, the open market. Stuff. That's why there's not that much videos about it. So but like, fuck it you, is, I can't make a video about the price. It's pretty surprising. So the reason I come, I came across it because one day I was just I have this thing called a Coinbase strategy, was like when we do eventually get more noob adoption, right? What they're gonna what's the first app in the, for the United States investor that is, that's going to go into Coinbase, right? So a lot of these coins on Coinbase are going to be the first to get liquidity, and then eventually that'll divest itself into other coins on the old coin list essentially right so so I, when i looked at oxt i looked at the supply i was like total supply will be a billion but only 100 million are, are out or 60 million are out and then i was like market cap 11 million 8 million what the fuck how did an 8 million market cap coin get on coinbase i checked the rest of the coins on coinbase the lowest coin um, market cap coin on coinbase was like fucking um, 100 million I was like, whoa, how did this such a low cap coin? I looked into it. I was like, okay, there's basically everyone, everyone's got a little bit of coins in here. And then I, uh, I did a video on it and uh, I basically discovered that the top 100 wallets for Orchid control 98% of the supply. Right. And then I found out the seed. I, I, so I got the information oh, for how it yeah, was surprise, distributed surprise, and everything. And um, essentially, um, the the first the A round round A seed round, they essentially purchased the token for about three cents a piece, so they're up on their money. Cool. Then the second round, which which was split into two into two seed rounds A and B, they got it for about seventy cents. Wrecked. Uh, <laughs> wrecked. For now, for for now, but right. And then the team, the <laughs> right. team, right. So the guys who actually made the thing, right, which was the the head guy for it, is the was the ex um, um, he 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 was in the Ethereum team? He was the head cybersecurity. He was the head of cybersecurity for uh, Ethereum. He's the he's the project lead, I think, on the project. And essentially, him and his team, right, are broke. So the whole thing is broken up into four of things: A, B, C, and D for the team, right? And Group A, which I classified as the 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 creators of the coin and basically the best friends essentially were able to purchase the coin for 0.00000003 cents per token. And the um, group B was able to purchase for about, um, essentially they were all allowed to purchase the same price, the whole team. Um, but, it, but they were, they got, they all got different amounts essentially for bonuses and stuff and everything. So, so that group, so the first group ends, ended up getting like every month they get distributed about like, seven eight million coins the next group gets about three million the next group after that gets seven hundred thousand the next group gets a hundred thousand so the, the the group that gets a hundred thousand is the actual workers so it's imagine like the the team let's see on orchids about 45 people or 40 people working on orchid they're um every month they get their paycheck plus they get maybe like fifteen thousand tokens as a bonus not bad but compared to the other you know people up middle management and like i even found like a middle management bonus so if so if right right so around december of next year is when all the coins should be distributed just about 90% of the supply um one month before the team gets their the 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 workers that work on coin on, on the coin get their 1 million coin bonus the 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 middle managers get their 7 million coin bonus so they can dump on top of their other employees <laughs> I like. I was like, "What the? You guys should really listen to that video, man. It's fucking. It's trippy, man. Like, I was like, "Wow." Yeah. And this shit. This kind of shit is so, so trippy, and it is. It is literally the goddamn yeah. bastardization of the entire cryptocurrency market. 
the, the fact that mm-hmm. people can get away just because they're in the right club, just because they're Ethereum bros and they're hanging out with the venture capitalists. Yeah. Venture capital is just as much of a Ponzi scheme as anything else. With venture capital, you're getting funding from Series A and they're funding you to hire a few more people yeah. and pretend that you have growth until you have enough money to get your Series B funding. And then you get Series B funding, you hire a few more people, you act like you're growing a little bit, you make up some vanity metrics that prove, yeah. quote unquote, prove your growth. And then you get Series C. It keeps going and it's a rabbit hole until you can't grow anymore. Ethereum, or I'm sorry, um, Silicon Valley and Wall Street have taken over crypto. Yeah. And they're implying their values onto the existing crypto ecosystem. That's not what it was about. Crypto is a people's revolution. Crypto is for the everyday individual. And that's what yeah. a lot of people don't like about it. And that's why Hacks is so controversial is because Hacks is actually for the people. Richard Hart made it for the people. And unfortunately, he has to hold a large percentage of it. I bet he wishes that he didn't have to. But unfortunately, these things don't work with equal, quote unquote, fair distributions. What does fair mean anyway? Anytime a token is equally airdropped to everybody, people have no incentive to keep it, so they sell it right away. This hex phenomenon is an underground revolution from the bottom up, and it's grassroots, and it's what crypto is meant for. It's not paid off by any VC companies. It's not sold out to Silicon Valley. It's not backed by Tim Draper. It's not funded by Arthur Brightman. There's no Mm -hmm. foundation. There's no Hex Foundation where we keep a giant war chest. And in fact, there's not even a roadmap, motherfucker. How's that for your reality? We just flip your reality on its goddamn head because you're expecting work in the future from others. With Hex, Hex is done, and there's no work in the future from others. And that's one of the hardest things for people to fathom. Oh, it's a finished product? I thought you were going to make me promises about what was going to happen in the future. That's what they're used to from 2017. They're used to promises about what might happen in the future from the work of others. Well, Hex is not that. It's the opposite of that. It's finished. Furthermore, it's not a security because you shall have no expectations from a central party and from the work of others. And it fails most likes the Howey test. Um, Hex is so anti-establishment, so anti the ideology that's been mm-hmm. habitually circulated through the ETH bros and the soy boys and everything. It's hard yeah. for people to get their minds around. No, and their first they, reaction they, they, is they hatred. Hate, yeah. They want to hate it because they don't understand it. It's like they, they hate it because they don't understand it. And they don't understand that this is what crypto is for. You like Bitcoin? Oh, well, congratulations. You liked Bitcoin because of the principles of it, right? You liked it because it was invented by the cypherpunks. It had an immaculate conception where there was no real provable leader. And you liked it because it used to be CPU mineable. Well, now guess what, motherfucker? China owns 60% of the mining companies. So the Chinese government, at the flick of a switch, can tell all the electric companies from China uh-huh. to turn off Bitcoin. Now, are they going to do that? Probably not, because everyone wants money. Everyone's incentivized to get more money, but they can. Just like, hey, can the whales and hacks dump on everyone's head? Yeah. Yeah, sure they can. Of course they fucking can, but they're probably not going to. And if you think they are, if you think they are, don't get into hacks. 
Don't get in the hats. Don't be a fucking idiot. Stop wasting your life caring about things that are outside of your control. When's the yeah, last my dog. Time? Yeah. My dog? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I totally like dog? what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and this and this one of the things i was trying to say yeah. is like the re- yeah. one of the other reasons why i've noticed yeah. why everyone's mad at hex as well is because they didn't get to get like all the influencers and a lot of these guys didn't get to get to get their secret bag of hex before all the masses did and that's and they're like wait i so i have to evenly pay for hex exa- or for any coin for that matter right. at at the market price like everyone else i don't get to be special and just dump on everybody what the fuck you, like that's that's what that's what they're really. I mean, that's what honestly that's, they wanted their dole. I mean, yeah. the, everyone wants their fucking dole and the reason to get these clubs and stuff. And it's such fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. And it, you know, they, we all say we want a fair coin, but they don't. They truly do not. They want like I want to be part of the boys' club and be able to get in before everyone else. And then like let's get these fools. <laughs> yeah, like man, what the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. but I, I mean, I'm, I'm also yeah. I'm in the boys club. I'm renegades and stuff. Bunch of, bunch of goddamn pirates out yeah. there. Renegades. We're trying to become the so new whales, man. I'll, I'll be a better whales. whale than these other whales. That's for sure. I'm down with it. I'm here for it. <laughs> that's well. Knows, that's man. true. But I just we hope have all that power. Able to keep the morals I have now, dude. Like I've thought about that. You know, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think you. I think you'll be. The well, same. that's a great way to. Yeah. <laughs> for, for um, here, um, worth, I think you'll be. The I'm in the podcast right here, and I'll send you another link right now. We hit like the two hour mark. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. When you when you get on these podcasts, man, where you can actually riff and stuff, oh, it's fuck. fucking. <laughs> Height, dude. It's really, it's good. There's another thing called like Zoom fatigue that they're calling. They're 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 calling that out right now. Where like if you're on a live stream, you actually get more tired than you would actually just doing a podcast because you're not like you're not focusing on your posture. You're not um you're not wasting these muscles to stand up straight, looking in the camera, seeing the chat. You're wasting way more mental energy and calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A zoom, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, it's called zoom fatigue. Really? We're essentially like oh, wait, a zoom fatigue. Zoom, yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically live stream fatigue. We're like you're, you're looking at the camera, you're looking zoom, at everyone oh, else, you're making fatigue. sure that you okay. look good in the in the reflection of yourself. You're making sure you don't you don't do anything stupid. So you're wasting way more calories. Dude, dude, you're right. You're yeah. right about. Well, I'll send that. you the link right now, man. <laughs> looking at myself yeah. in live stream videos. Yeah, but then you need a social. You need to That's validate interesting. I wish I that you were a real uh, person, which is which, what a travesty right, in this world right. if that were to no, be no the case. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, what's up, baby? <laughs> so I was doing? saying, man, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, like I was saying, man, dude, yeah, like it would be sad not to see your face, man. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the Zoom fatigue, man. It's, it's true. It's so like. The reason podcasting, like especially if you're not actually doing like a, um, you know, anything face to face like this, just audio, you're able just to relax your body. You're you're essentially only you're sending all your brain power into just your, basically to figure out what you're gonna say and then your voice, right? right. And, and that's you're not, why I do feel like my voice can be much more influential when I'm not worried about the live chat or how do I how's my posture looking or. Am I smirking too much? Because I'm a smirker, man. I smirk a lot, and I always look like I always look like a smartass, and that's one of my problems too. Is because people think I'm trying to make fun of them. Yeah, yeah. No, bro. I'm just naturally just. I think everything's funny. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I got you, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that how could I could rub someone off the wrong way or something, but like, man. Yeah, I don't think fine. you're an idiot. That's just your insecurities are projecting on me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably do the same thing, right? You probably like try not to laugh, but it's not because of them. It's because of you. The situation. Yeah, me yeah. or something. Yeah, no, I yeah. giggle. I giggle. Yeah. Lot, you know? it's, I try to have fun, dude, because like I, when I was hearing a lot of these other podcasts and stuff or um, – well, not not just podcasts, but like all like all the the crypto YouTube videos and stuff. They're fucking boring as fuck. It's and it's like, I am robot. Here is price. Ha ha ha. Right. It's or, so, yeah. Like what else are you gonna talk about? Oh, the price. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, like, like I talk about the price, but I like throwing little like my my version of what what dots I connected, and if that's valuable to you, cool. If not, you know, whatever. Right. But like at least like I try to be a connector of dots a lot of the time. Yeah, I feel you. And sure. it's there, there's a lot of these dots that people are just not looking at, right? Like what we were talking about the OXT stuff. Um, I saw that. I think I still think that coin's going to probably be worth over a billion dollars in market cap, or three billion dollars in market cap. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's. I think it's going to pump pretty well, but it's just because it's on Coinbase. It's got that. It's eventually they're, they're going to let people talk about price on it, and right. But after, I think what's going on is that they're letting some of the people dump and accumulate so it's sort of the thing where like the all the coins in existence belong to the, the vcs and everybody else and they're letting everyone sell some coins into the market but that makes it harder for the price to go up because the, everyone on the team and everyone else is selling but they're allowed to sell too because it's they worked hard on the project i guess you know but i mean it's, it's an open market right but markets are not fair no they're not there's, and then no, there's no idea of free markets you know free markets my ass it's all about information asymmetry, and some people have more information than you. Yeah. There's a really good fallacy. It's called the law, the fallacy of induction, where, in fact, a lot of people don't want to hear this, but the entirety of science is based off of this logical induction. Hmm. But it's the idea that after having boatloads of data, you can reasonably make a theory about something because if you predict the success, the probability of this one event happening let's say a thousand times or 10,000 times. Well, you can probably guess that it's going to happen for the 10,000 and first time, right? right? That's not necessarily true. So the law of induction ignores the black swan event, the high impact outlier event of low probability. However, all of science and every theory in science is based on the law of induction so if we have enough data and we have enough supporting evidence then we can reasonably assume that this will happen every fact time will true be true in the future and a good way to look at it is it's called the turkey problem the turkey that lives on a farm has no idea that it's being raised to be one day slaughtered so the turkey will wake up every day expecting to be fully fed and live a happy happy life for years for let's say five years until one day the farmer comes with an ax and chops his head off. Right. Now the farmer knew the whole time, right? So that's the information asymmetry. The farmer always knew that the Turkey was headed for disaster, but the Turkey woke up every day as if it was just a normal day. So that's kind of how we live in life too. We live without fear of a meteor. We live without fear of a car crash. Shit, I mean, we even live without fear of, you know, cancer and heart disease, which kill 60% of all people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where was I going with this? 
I don't know. The the induction fallacy right, is right. not only a fallacy of every human being, but it's a fallacy of science. And the induction fallacy is part of why a lot of people don't like to talk about anything besides trading because trading is familiar to them. And we always prefer the devil that's familiar than the devil that right. is foreign, right? right? If something foreign comes up that does not agree with our worldview, we're very, 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 very scared of it. And we treat it like the plague. And Hex, Hex is the plague, bro. Hex is the plague. <laughs> That's a fucking quote. <laughs> like that you, can't, damn, bro. you can't resist that plague. It's going to yeah. get you, man. It's worse than the bubonic plague. It's worse than the Spanish flu. And it's, it's worse than games. coronavirus. All three of them combined. It's worse than them all. Because yeah. it's an idea. And ideas spread like spores. Ideas spread like madness. Ideas spread in an astrological way, in a fundamental, fundamentally fractal way, where the more valid the idea, the more it gets to propagate, the more it's allowed to propagate. I'm drunk as fuck. Are we still? Are we still live? Yeah, we're still live. We're recording, oh, man. Great, man. I've been. I've just been drinking. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I had to chill off one time because I fucking. I got so smashed on stream, man, one time. God damn, bro. Really? Like, I, oh, dude, like, oh, I forgot what, which show I did. It, the fuck, which show? Uh, either it was a Moon Gang episode or a, or a, or a um, Discord Syndicate show. I, it was one show, one of those shows, those live streams. I was blasted, bro. I mean, we were just mumbling at the end of the fucking thing. Um, oh, and I remember it was a, it was a, it was a podcast with uh, Clark Kent. I did this entire wearables thing where me and him were just talking about the wearables we were just both drunk as fuck like he was smoking weed i was just drinking and uh we were talking about we were just ranting about wearables and wearables and this and this and it was like probably one of the best episodes ever made on wearables <laughs> to this day like literally like I, I probably was the first guy to ever podcast on wearables and i wasn't the first to tweet about it and stuff but i know i was pretty much the only people actually ever talking about that market because when i got into it it was really new i'm talking about like it was like three months old, probably at the time, for you know, four months, and then um, um, I was we were talking about it about because at the before, so there was this so in Decentraland, the first wearables were made a, a couple weeks before October, the, um, which were just a couple of items and stuff, just kind of as gifts and stuff, and for playing the game, and then from there the the Halloween event gave a bunch of wearables to people then right. Christmas. And then, then the launch event happened, right? Mm -hmm. When the launch event happened, when the game actually opened, a bunch of people came in and got a bunch of free items, free coins, free items, get it. <laughs> and they dumped them on the market. Of course. No I, and, and I, and I saw the value in it and I started buying them. Even though people call me crazy. Why are you buying so many shirts? Why are you buying so much of this and that I was spent, I was spending like eight cents seven cents per per shirt per digital shirt like i spent like <laughs> all the much all the month of fucking february and march buying right for like pennies all these shirts and stuff buying up buying up tons of the supply up right uh, buying up hundreds and hundreds of shirts of different ones and sweaters and all this stuff right and then i was talking telling people like hey you know these these are going to have value you know like these anytime there's a game that launches and especially a game with this big of a community people are going to want to say that like I was there during the beginning. Right. So these beginner, these items that launch first, it's like the first Pokemon cards, 
the first everything, the first of everything that ends up launching retains its value because it's, it becomes a memory or it becomes nostalgic. Right. Right. And I was telling people that and some people listened and some people didn't and stuff. Right. And I got a lot of shit for, for it. Right. Like always, I always get shit for everything I do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and then I'm proven right. And then motherfuckers just quiet, but still like talking shit in the back or whatever. But then I said that right now, those same shirts are all worth about 12 to $25 or more for some of these shirts. <laughs> and I, at the time I was telling people like, what's I'm, I'm risking a hundred dollars. A hundred fucking dollars. I spend that. I mean, and we spend that on everything. Like, I'm making a couple shirts for pennies. I'm risk. I'm risking a dollars for pen. You know what I mean? It's like a dollar. What about you? Ten shirts, which now is worth like over like two hundred bucks today. Right. Not not a bad not a bad uh you know risk to reward there. I thought that was pretty like the same thing when I thought about hex when I did the math. Like, fuck, I I'll throw five percent of my portfolio in this. Why not? Yeah. You know, like I I threw about. I would say ten percent of my portfolio into Hex and uh Oler. There we go. But over but over but over time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I you know I contributed a little bit more. And right. in retrospect, now I'm like, should I throw fifty percent in? <laughs> I cashed in a full I think I cashed in a full Bitcoin at the time into Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I yeah, I did too. Yeah, so yeah, so that's what yeah. So I, I that much and then um once I think I ran out of Ethereum, like around day, um, it was a couple days after the all-time low. I ran out. Yeah, I ran out of Ethereum pretty early because I spent twenty Ethereum on day two, <laughs> like a fucking retard. But uh, well, you got better than me. You got better than me, man. Really? Oh, did you do day one? I did day one. Oh no, FOMO, man! FOMO. I didn't. Fo- I was about to do twelve Ethereum. I was like, no, stop, oh. stop. So I did six instead. Uh, you, went, you went full retard i went full retard bro but it's just like fuck man but it's fine dude i'm, I'm i'll be able to wear that like i phoned on day one shirt for the rest yeah of yeah life. yeah no, it, it's, a meme, it's, it's a meme now because the price is like okay. at the day one price right now yeah but I, but don't feel too bad for me man i got a lot of hex so trust cool. me i don't I, bro i don't feel bad for you at all <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you're, yeah. you're smart enough to handle your own shit. You're you're a real adult, unlike a lot of these crypto faggots out here. But uh, anyway, where, where was I going with that? Uh, uh, crypto hacks got into it. Spent about fifty ETH in the first few weeks. Yeah, you know, as as time went on, I started cashing out all my other altcoin positions and just putting it into hacks too. So uh, I got out of Tezos, the ICO. I got out of, uh, you know, MCO. I got out of CRO. CRO. CRO is the crypto.com token. Oh, okay. And MCO is another crypto.com token because, like, you have to have MCO in order to get the debit card. Mm, And it's pretty dumb. I mean, the the coins rose like forty percent, so I made a little little bit of profit on them, like forty percent profit. Yeah, but. It's nothing life changing, right? Like, You're better off just using the Cash App. Yeah, I mean, like I, the Cash App is a fucking way easier. If you want to spend, they give you a little fucking Visa card. Spend it, spend Bitcoin. Cash app? Well, I mean, the the Bitcoin.com, I mean, Crypto.com app gives you a, a a Visa card too. Yeah. Well, this is yeah, but but I'm saying for in terms of just doing all that stuff and tokens and stuff, it's just big. It's just it's simpler. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose, you know, if I had to choose and stuff, or or you can just use um. 
uh, with cell pay with uh, Celsius Network. Celsius Network's actually got a good uh, system. I like what they're doing. He's they the proponent of ho- of hodling, not trading. Fuck that shit. Like so, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. At least they're like where a lot of these other platforms and exchanges are. Their main business is is you know trading, not hodling. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I digress. Mean... Trade, nah, trading is just the trap of the entire world. It's just yeah. short attention spans on steroids. That's what trading is. Yeah. It, it'll exacerbate your short attention span. And it'll rape you for everything you're worth. I, I recently talked to somebody like I was trying, like um, I talked to him. He's uh he, they're getting into crypto. There's cool. I've got one that's dollar cost averaging in nice. Good. Another one. He's like, so he's he's trying to look at the chart and when's the best pr- like bro you're buying bitcoin it doesn't fucking the hundreds don't matter at all because you don't you don't have enough money to be unless you're buying full bitcoins i'm like okay well maybe you might save yourself a couple hundred bucks sure if you bought a full bitcoin but you're buying like 500 bucks dude like you're what well, you're you're like you wait you wait you're looking at the chart for a couple days just to get a couple extra satoshi like what the fuck are you doing dude wasting time like, I, like, but doesn't understand that. Like, he's trying to, so maybe I can catch it at that. Like, okay, right now, Bitcoin thousands matter, but like, it, you're not really getting that much more unless it dips down like crazy. Like, at 9,000 to 8,000, the, the amount of Satoshis you're getting is not that crazy with 500 bucks. If it dropped down to 4,000, that's a lot. You're doubling the amount. Okay, I understand that. But I told him, well, if you feel bad, just dollar cost average, put 100 this week, then next week, and, or just keep watching it. Or if, if, if that'll help you out or something, if that makes you sleep better at night because you feel like you're getting a better deal. But like, even if even if fucking Bitcoin like went to twenty to all time high, you're only two X in your money, dude. But I'm what I'm trying. I was trying to tell you, I was trying to get you used to being in crypto. But like, some people are like, yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, you know what? Like, because they understand that whole picture. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't have enough money to for it to like matter too much about the price as right. long as I'm just kind of buying over time. Right. But with but with somebody that like that's like like primordial control freak, I'm kind of guessing probably yeah or or like does or wants to say you know no i bought at the i bought at the dips motherfuckers you know how i bought every dip i did i mean i i i'm i'm one of a couple of fucking probably 10 20 000 people that bought fucking bitcoin at 3300 or 30 whenever the all-time low. i bought the low i really did i was buying in the 3k i bought a lot of bitcoin at 3k right a lot, i know a lot of people that didn't every time it went down a thousand bucks i bought i just fucking like let's do it go right. bam 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 i bought all I bought from 10 all the way down and all the way up and I'm still buying right now. I've been buying for three and a half fucking years. Not like no fucking pussy been buying. Yeah, man. What you, you need to support the fucking crypto community and shit and everything. And everyone's over here trading and shit. No, I've been fucking buying, holding my own fucking coins and shit. I have never put any money into traditional markets since 2015. How I, how retarded am I, guys? Everybody in the chat, tell me how stupid I am. I'll uh, I'll see you in fucking Fiji in my mansion. I well, full disclosure, I did have stocks until about uh, the uh, first couple days of January, probably. Like um, there was like a little. Dip I mean, stock I have stocks. I'm not. I'm not saying it's like you know. You have. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. To- I had some stocks. Yeah, <laughs> I had some stocks, but I sold. I sold all out because I just wanted liquidity at the time. We had like remember when the coronavirus started kind of like spooking people a little bit, and it kind of dipped. The market dipped down and then recovered up. On that recovery, I sold. I was like, "Fuck this shit, man! I, I want some cash, man." Because <laughs> I mean, either way, like it's just like I don't gain enough in the market. Like if if like if my portfolio of stocks, obviously, like if I gain 30 percent on my stocks, right, like twenty percent. I would need seven years to double my money. Mm-hmm. 
I've done that in like, I've done that in six months in crypto on a lot of stuff I've invested in. It's like, you know, I, it's like the only thing I would buy like a, like a bunch of stocks for it once I had a lot more cash and shit, would I buy some dividend stocks just to have some stable income or just something like that. That's, a, that's valuable to me, but like, mm-hmm. but you already have to have the, the nest egg to do that kind of, or you can, or there's people that like their strategy, which, which works, which is totally valid is that they buy these, these couple, 10, 10 dividend stocks in different sectors and they just keep buying and reinvesting their, their dividends for 10, 15 years. And then they end up having quite a nice income, which is, that's a valid strategy for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I know one person that did that and he's like, he's pretty happy, but there's very few people do. I feel like that strategy is almost like the guy who keeps, who does an emergency and stake his stakes mm-hmm. and it just stakes it and restakes it. Takes his, Of course, always when you, when you, there's a nice chunk of change there. You take some for yourself. Take some off the table. That's fucking. It's your money. Or do whatever the fuck you want. But the guy who just keeps plugging away, fuck all this shit. I'm gonna do it. Let's and let's go. You know. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I know you were you used to trade and stuff. Like you were telling me, you used. Um, I think I listened to one of your videos where you said you you probably had like 50, 60 Bitcoin at one time. Can you imagine if you didn't trade it? You just like hold it. I had seventy at one time. <laughs> Oh, oof. yeah. But you got some good. Tra- like that's what I'm trying to say. Like imagine you had seventy. I have a lot less you know, now. Yeah, I wasn't around that cheap, but like the cheapest I uh, was buying Bitcoin, I was, yeah, probably 3000 because like I I, um, I started getting in the market around um, like two, three days after Valentine's Day mm-hmm. in 2017. Right. So, yeah, so it was boy, like a grand or two yeah. or so. I, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how crazy that app was at the time. Coinbase, people forget that mm-hmm. shit. Like every fucking coin. I mean, there was only three coins on there. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. Yeah, remember how they had three different? Uh, they had a segmented controller where you could pick Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum on the top of the app. Yep. Like you only had there's only like three different screens. It was like the Bitcoin or the Litecoin or the Ethereum. Close your eyes and you did okay. Anything didn't matter what you yeah. got. You, you did. Awesome. I remember uh, awesome. It was when I was applying for my job. Here's a fun anecdote. I was applying for a tech job. I was moving out of the financial world and into the tech consulting world. And I had Coinbase on my phone. I was a you know early adopter in 2015. They asked me as part of my job interview to do an app review and talk all about a particular app that I loved and what I liked about it, what I would do better, and everything. And I chose I chose yeah. Coinbase. In 2015, <laughs> I remember that's why I specifically remember the segmented controller where you could flip from wow. Bitcoin to Litecoin to Ethereum. I was like. Look at that. Was it really around that long? Yeah, though? it was in, around in 2015. It was around even earlier. Too. Oh, um, really? I didn't know that. Wow. No, I'm sorry. Maybe 2016. But uh, it was 2016. And I was I, I gave him a whole spiel about why I thought this was really, really good for new users, but it could be way better. And you could take the ease of use way up for all these reasons. Yeah. And I got the job instantly. And the reason I got the job was not because of really – my words, it was just because I knew so much about something that they didn't understand. So it was in the right. of complexity where they didn't even know what I was fucking talking about, but they could tell that I was passionate about it. Right. Like, oh, so there's some value okay. there. Well, you're, I, I like what you're saying. <laughs> and I, I think I get what you're saying, but I don't really. And here's the job. Cool. Here's yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. So, I mean, it's kind of funny, I, but whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, but that's pretty interesting. It, like, you know something that uh, Richard said that was pretty cool? You, you, you know how, like, uh, why, I think one of the reasons why Kraken's still around is because there's a bunch of people that bought, the you know, the dumped Ether coins on Kraken and probably a couple. I mean, you got to think about it. Imagine, like, the average, the average person in crypto probably mm-hmm. is probably trading around maybe to buy a new coin. They got anywhere from $100 to, like, $10,000 tops right the i mean really i mean if we're just try, outside of like the uber rich people that have like just they can, they can throw around like 100k but there's not that many yeah in terms of in terms of percentages right and um let's just say some guy he bought a thousand dollars of ethereum at that time he's like fuck it i'll buy this this token thousand dollars at 15 cents right mm-hmm. and you know it went up they some some held it, it, like that there's a, what a lot of those original guys did they probably sold about 80 percent of their bags obviously when it pumped up because it's just quick profits. Cool, I got my money back. Cool, now I can flip that 10k again into some other coin, right? Mm-hmm. But keeping that 20%, they're like, you know, there's some people that probably traded out. Some people held it and stuff. And you know, a lot of people became millionaires over that thing, right? And it's, it's those same Ethereum bros. Like I, I see them in the NFT space. There's these really, really rich dudes that probably bought Ethereum so cheap under sub dollar, and they're they spend Ethereum like it's nothing because it's nothing to them in their brain. Right. Even though it's a lot of money, but it's nothing really. Like you know, like when when you got thousands and thousands of like of coin, of some coin and what it caught. Like because I saw this in like in in the mana stuff, right? Because I was buying co- like things for eight mana when I had uh, you know hundreds of thousands, millions of the coin, right. right? And I was like, it's nothing. I was just like, click, 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 not caring about the price. Now, 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 like those same, you know, it's it's it, you know it's appreciated so much. I could like, it's just that that's, that was like the first time I've ever like was able, was, I was that person on the other side where I was like, I was the whale buying. Nice. You know? And I saw, and I felt, and I was like, that must, I mean, that was, that's pretty fucking cool, man. (laughs) It's a great, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, dude. I mean, literally like I, I I spent like 40, not 40 hours, but like, um, probably six hours on a hundred, like trying to go through a hundred bucks and I couldn't do it in like six hours. (laughs) I was buying as fat as much as I could, and I just couldn't because how slow Ethereum is sometimes. <laughs> it's like I couldn't buy fast enough. Like um, I knew I, dude, I, I've been bitching about this forever, but like the the uh, the if Ethereum, like the the transactions on Ethereum were only like twenty cents for the fastest during the time when uh, when Decentraland launched. Now it costs two dollars per any item, roughly. Oh my God. And and gas the gas fees are so outrageous that the markets actually stopped like the 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 wearables market in Decentraland is actually like halted kind of outside of it, unless you're you're buying like very strategic items that are like you know they're appreciated in value like but there's more speculative items where you're just like fuck that dude it's just not worth it so the cheapest items aren't even selling anymore because they can't it's not it's like you almost have like a add up the price you you essentially have almost somewhere close to about a forty to thirty percent tax on top of it like weed. And people are just like, fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So, yeah. So a little, uh, a little look into the other, into the other, how the other side lives, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I eventually, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, like, I, I know eventually what a lot of hex people are going to do, you know, once the, let's just say, let's just say it stables off at 10 cents, right? Or five cents per, per hex or something, right? And then people are, emer- are in staking you know, with all, you know, like their one year, two year stakes and stuff, people are just going to roll it into other projects. Yeah. I mean, money circulates. Yeah, I mean, I'm pro- I probably am. Yeah. Might as well. 
I'll probably, I'll probably, yeah. I mean, I'll probably just get a million of this coin, a million of that coin, just to have a million, just if it does go to a dollar. Cool. The thing about being a whale in the whole ecosystem is you can genuinely yeah. diversify. You'll always be right. I know it's it's pretty sick into <laughs> enough coins. Like imagine like you you emerges. I mean, um, I keep saying emerges again. End stake. It's just like right now, no one, no one's actually been able to actually end stake properly because we haven't hit a year yet. You know, so it's like everything is an end stake. It's a shame. <laughs> an emergency, an emergency end stake. Yeah. Year. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Like one year, guys. I mean, Fuck you. like, like what are you, what are you doing? You want profit next think, week? You're not going to get that anywhere. <laughs> I think after after um the first month and stuff of um so this will probably be in december and stuff i think the price will hold up on hex pretty well mm-hmm. we'll probably get a dip down in january maybe in february and then a nice there's gonna be a really good accumulation phase probably march to uh, march to june or july or roughly and then after that the price will start going up like crazy again and that's what i mean that's what i'm speculating a little bit because there's just gonna be a lot of people probably dumping it at that point but it's gonna hold up for a long time because like the first month of, of people who uh, who got hex, who were able to do the shortest the shortest amount in one year to get the bonus, it's not that much coins. There's not that. There's just, it's just not that much coins. Like you know, the first day was a billion, then five hundred million, five hundred million, five hundred million. But a, like a lot of those coins were 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 um, the fir- I would say the first two weeks were probably all one years. And then after that, um, you can, I mean you can look on the thing and stuff. After that, people started playing around with the stakes. Because they started getting way more hex, and they started playing for for two years, three years, five years, ten years. So a lot, so a lot of those extra five hundred million coins are actually not really five million. It's probably just like a hundred million that are be able to dump if they wanted to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, you know. But I'm just being honest. I mean, that that's probably might might happen and stuff, but everything. But um, then from there, the way the, the then eventually people are gonna want to stake because then the share price shoots up like crazy, and essentially in order to double your coins, you probably have to stake a minimum of two to three years to double your coins because the share price will probably go triple at that yeah, point. Probably. And then from there, every time you want to double your coins <clears throat> for longer pays better. I think every year it's going to go up a year. So let's just say in order to double your coins, you have to stake for two years. After after year, on year two, you have to stake your coins for three years. On year three, you got to do four years. It's going to keep stretching out essentially until we, um, if if I've got that correct. And then from there, it's going to. I think the 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 doubling the share price or whatever, it's going to slow weight the fuck down. These are just less people because it, it, the the stakes are all everywhere, and you don't have so many piled up on one year essentially. And then from there, the, the share price will kind of slow down. And then um, I think the, the average is probably going to be a five-year stake will double your coins, probably in Hex. If, but that's just a guess, right. you know. I don't, right. I don't know. Yeah, but that's kind of what I think is going Gotcha. I got you, man. I mean, nobody knows, right? Yeah. But we're all playing the game. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat some food, man. <laughs> all good dude it was, it was nice awesome talking, talking to, you, to you we should definitely do it again sometime you know fuck yeah man i mean i'm trying to i'm just trying to do, talk to as many cool people yeah. as i can about i think my first podcast and, um, ever was with with you so so you, okay, you got me in the game <laughs> hopefully i'm not the last <laughs> and you're the last goodbye <laughs> <laughs> no i never show my face again <laughs> the can you imagine no. if i just like went dark <laughs>
<laughs> just didn't make any more videos. <laughs> dude, I heard Crystal Coffee flooded out, bro. Yeah, and the emergency yeah, staked everything. Such dude. a big fun thing. Nah, I'm here for it, man. Oh, man. I'm never. I'm making hex videos until hex goes to zero, which is probably never. (laughs) Whatever happens, either way, no matter what I do, I'm just gonna get shit for everything. I'm right, so I'd rather get shit for being right. I really do, because fuck, because like I really like, like, how many times do I got to be right before motherfuckers just like never? They're never. They're never gonna. They're never. They're never. Yeah, and like I'm be right as much as you want. They're never. You're. They're never gonna learn. And I'm never, I'm not even as half as right as like probably Richard yeah. and shit, you know? And like, and you know, he, I know he wants his due and stuff. And eventually I right. think he will. But damn, dude, the, sh- the uphill battle of right. shit. Fuck, man. Fuck. And then all these dudes just mad that they didn't buy in. That's all they're mad about is they're mad that they didn't buy in super cheap and they, they got to buy it. Mark- man. Goddamn. Yeah. All right, man. Knowledge is power. Dude, peace out, brother. I'll talk to you okay. soon, man. Yeah, don't be a don't be don't a be a bunga. Don't be a don't be a bunga. Don't, don't be a, a maximalist. Um, don't yeah, don't be a maximalist on anything. It's a, it's, it's okay to Maximal, talk about other maximalism okay. is ideology, and and ideology and culture is not your friend. Okay, I want everyone to know that culture is the enemy. Your individual ideas that you create yeah. with your head—that's reality. So, right. And carbs are your enemy. Clear waistline. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here and off here I go. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. And off I go. Right. Put <laughs> <laughs> no, my cauliflower oh, pizza. I can't wait till the gym opens again, man. Dude, You're killing me. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Oh, work out. I know you work out. I've actually, I, I worked out, dude. Um. I was I was actually in, I was in really good shape in December actually I was yeah, like two eighteen. You look pretty fit. Uh, yeah, phew, I gained. I'm I'm like two thirty two right now. I gained about fourteen pounds in fat, just because. Yeah, dude, it's like my uh, I had a little neck yeah. injury in December. I, I so I was like, all right, I'll just take a two week break. Went back to the doctor. He says, hey, you need to just chill out for a little bit longer. I I got the okay in like late March to go back to the gym. Went one day and then Thank COVID. You, you got COVID. Amazing. You got COVID? Huh? Fuck no, no, no. Oh, COVID, COVID happened, happened. Huh? You know, like, like when the United States took yeah, it yeah, seriously, yeah. and then we're like, it, they closed the fucking gyms down, and I'm just like, motherfucker. And then the minute I didn't, I, I was, and then I try to buy gym equipment, obviously, but everyone Dude, else is no dumbbells too, are then, like a hundred bucks for a twenty pound dumbbell. Probably one of the best deals, but it's it's still a lot of money. Is like Bowflex. Has a has a dumbbell. It sounds stupid that I said don't <laughs> blowflex, but blowflex has blowflex. <laughs> Hexflex. Hexflex. Hexflex has a uh, has a uh, has a dumbbell that uh, adjusts in weight from literally half a pound to ninety. I mean, pounds. that's pretty dope. I, I got I got it, a little kettlebell. Dude. It, All you need is a kettlebell. Mm-hmm. You know kettlebells? Ah, I like I like a dumbbell. No, I know. You can I know curl them. You can curl them. Shit. I would love. I know, but like I need two of them, and then two like you, you don't want like I used to I used to be able to fucking lateral raise like sixty five seventy five pounds. I mean, which some people don't think that's a lot. But oh, yeah, I, I can only raise. do like fifty. 50 and I yeah, fifty five good, good form. form is hard for me. Yeah, but honestly, I'm glad I did. I stopped kind of doing it and stuff because you just wear out your body and stuff. I I like 
I would only do it for seven, a couple of reps. Is just, just, yeah, it wasn't hard. I could I could have gone heavier. I could have done more reps. But what I was doing was just exo- like turning on all the muscle fibers right. in that place. And then from there, drop into the 40s or the 35s. That's the fun part the is when you're really thinking about the muscle and you're like, you're like visioning the muscle to get bigger. Yeah. He's like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like packing on more clay onto the sculpture. Yeah. I mean, those guys were on roids, obviously, but like they, the reason one of the, a lot of them lasted so long is because they were doing yeah, pretty low weights. Like the average, like, yeah, it, it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, I learned how to weightlift, I mean, a, you know, bodybuilder or whatever it's called, or just, you know, lift weights and shit with German volume training, which basically because of the high volume, you essentially can't do that mm. heavy of weight because <laughs> you're doing so many reps and sets. It was probably the stupidest way to learn probably because it's like, I was doing like retarded amount of sets, but um, it got me used to doing these long workouts. Yeah, but now you're ripped so, like, though. It's cool. Oh <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah. I mean, you and like, you, You'll be surprised. No, you think like everyone thinks they're eating enough protein. You are fucking yeah. not. Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hell no. It, you think? It, look, you know, I mean, I, it's it's like so if you go off the studies, you're supposed to be doing, you're supposed to be doing like point oh, seven one gram grams per, 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 per. Yeah, I've always one gram's easier. So like I was like two at the time. I was two sixty eight when I started really working out again. Like um because I I was done bulking. I, I bulked for like two years. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty fun, dude. Fuck, bulking was just funny. It was like, I want to work out, plus I want to eat everything right. I want. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I actually, that's not even the heaviest I was. Like the heaviest I was, like um, I was like six foot one, fucking 278. That was yeah. probably the heaviest I ever was. 278, maybe 281 or something. I, my, my brother hit like, I have a uh, your brother that's you're a Mexican? year younger than me. But Wow, you're talking yeah, Mexican. Mexican. Oh, <laughs> my soul. You know him, right? <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know. But yeah, but I've got another. I got another brother that's a year younger than me. He's like six, Damn, bro. three, six, some good genetics. I'm only like five eight. Yeah. No way, dude. You look. You looked hella tall. I thought you were at least five nah, eleven. Short. You're gonna kill, dude. This is the one bonus of being a little bit shorter. Is that you, you? Your body looks better with the muscle because you can feel yeah, like no, frame faster. It's pretty easy, too. It's too, so but, uh, sick. Yeah, I also gotta love the, love the camera on YouTube. You know, it makes you look like five inches taller. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, man, it was just like, uh, yeah, I was I was pretty fat at the time, but goddamn, when you're that fat, dude, and you're working and you have like, here here's the caveat: you've been you're that fat, but you've been working doing your workouts five six workouts a a, a week putting in work you know not not these little bullshit like little girly workouts you're taking pre-workout you're fucking busting out workouts bro nothing could hurt me i wouldn't get hurt at all dude all the times i've ever gotten hurt is when you go down and wait like it's just it's insane like i was i I was like uh i was doing 550 pound deadlifts Mm -hmm. for reps and shit uh i think my strongest deadlift was 630 pounds um um, yes, I I think I got to go on heavier. I just never tried because I just I was doing like I just I didn't want to. I wasn't a power yeah. lifter, you know. I was, yeah. But pow, th- there is a danger now, like because like when I because I didn't know how much like I kept trying to do the same amount of weight that I was doing at two seventy down mm. at two thirty, right? I'm forty pounds lighter. I'm still I still was doing like you know like uh, was like two seventy five bench or three fifteen right. bench and stuff. 
uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's wrong. So I, I, I my bench actually went down as I lost weight. Um, I was doing like two, maybe 255 for reps and stuff. And then I could do maybe like a couple singles at like 275. I lost my, I lost a lot of strength losing all that yeah. weight and shit, but I kept, I kept my deadlift kept pretty strong and my squat was like, like pretty much the same. I always figure like if, if I, but, as long uh, as I can bench more of my body weight, I'm good. No. And that's actually hundred percent true. If you can just, yeah. I mean, literally if you can just bench like your body weight plus a quarter of that, you are fucking like yeah. your chest. I would bench like, you know, I'm only like 150, so I bench uh, 180. Dude, I literally thought you were bigger, man. You yeah, literally well, I, mean, I, I kind of act bigger, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty small, man. Ah, man, dude, fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> you're wait, you, wait. How you say? You say you're five eight, right? Oh fuck, man, dude, that's not that short, dude. Fuck five I mean, five yeah, five is, four. Fuck, five, man. Short. That that. I mean, I like to consider myself yeah. on the shorter end of uh, average. <laughs> Was up a C, C minus. Bust out, the, bro. When you're at the when you're at the Miami party, man, just bust out those Tims, dude. The Tims, yeah. Straight. <laughs> the Tims, my like, dude. Those like inch and a half on you. Right. What's up, baby? So you gotta worry about. <laughs> like, my head bags are long, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'll try. I'll try to go and stuff, but I'll, I'll. I don't even know what's gonna happen anymore. Like, who knows? Like, uh, supposedly they're gonna do it. I mean, I was trying to do something. In, I think Vegas will be open sooner than Miami. Yeah, I mean, Florida tends to not give a fuck, though. That you know, is Florida true. Give a fuck yeah. about things, so but I feel like Florida might open pretty soon too. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to be like two, two ten by yeah, uh, by Florida time, maybe two oh five. I'll be. I'll, I'll have my six open. pack. <laughs> you know what? You gotta <laughs> impress the other bros. <laughs> Shit! Like, oh my god, oh my a tall Mexican. Ah. Honestly, yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like there's I don't know, like, maybe I'm tripping, but there's taller Mexicans here in California than I guess in other. I, I've noticed in other states are so they're a lot shorter. I don't, I don't know what I don't what's know that either. about, but um, uh, a lot of the the Mexicans I know most, are a little, a little shorter. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, um, I had I, that's actually kind of crazy. I've actually had, I had a great grandfather on my dad's side and my, and my mom's side. Um, I don't know where these dudes came from, my uh, but the, these um, I have. I have a great great grandfather or something that's like fucking six seven, and then another one that was like six Damn, eight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but but the, but like it skipped a bunch of generations, I guess. Because my dad was like hella yeah. short. I mean, not hella short, but he's like he's probably like five six, yeah. probably maybe five five. You right. know, he's not like yeah, right. But compared to that's why like they they trip when they see my dad and then they see us. They're like, what the fuck are those your sons? Are they really your sons? You have any oh, like uh, any other like white heritage or just all Mexican? Uh, no, well, um, what am I? I got French, okay. Spanish, and Portuguese. French, Span- French, Spanish, Portuguese. I thought it was German for a really long time. I, I really did. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I did a, um, a DNA test to find out what I what like where it was and everything. I'm still, I'm still like, I'm fifty. I'm, I'm like forty-seven percent Native American. Oh, still. What? Yeah, I mean, well, it's because Mex- Mexican Native Americans and Native Americans from America are mm. biologically the same thing. They're the same thing. It's literally not. There's no difference. The only difference is diet, really. That's it. But outside of that, like they're the same because it's the same people that that cross the Bering Strait down into into back into America and down into into you know Mexico and then into like South America. Mm-hmm. It's the same people, right? So it's like I like yeah. I'm like um, there's this there's this there's a clan in in Mexico that's called the Huicholas, which essentially were like these people that um that um. 
migrated from like I would say like the Gulf, the you, you know the, the, yeah. the Gulf of Mexico in, into Zacatecas and um and Guadalajara. I mean okay. uh, Jalisco. So like we're I'm, that's where I'm from. I'm from those two states, kind of like a mer- like nice. in between there. Yeah, and like I guess there's a lot of like that's what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of like white looking Mexicans at <laughs> that. Yeah, man, but uh, it's pretty. It's pretty trippy. Genetics trip, are fucking bro. insane. It man. is a trip. Like, it's all luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. I know, dude. But hey, man, you get to make. You get to choose the the mate you fuck with. You know, so you can make your baby <laughs> bigger. So, like they're they're, they're like uh, you can you can throw all the dating stuff aside and stuff. But like if they're yeah. tall girls, you can get you can get a girl that's way better looking outside of your right. fucking league. Right. I mean, if you I, date tall. I had an ex that was and, hey, uh, you, like two inches taller than me. <laughs> Weird. I was like, you know, I was like, can you not wear heels? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not gonna work out if you wear heels. But uh no, nah, she was cool, man. It's like yeah, and my my dad's side of the family, they got you know a bunch of tall Swedish genetics. So my cousin my cousins are like six foot, mm. but my mom is Peruvian, you know, from Peru. And yeah, and so oh, that's cool. You know, she's like five four. I just ended up right in the middle. <laughs> you don't have some probably, tall sons uh, yeah. or daughters. It's, it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, dude. Yeah, there's a study I was reading that like a high protein diet as a kid plus they're saying the high protein diet helps maximize you a little bit, but they're saying there's something with insulin where like as a kid if they have a lot of sugar and they start become kind of insulin. Like their insulin keeps spiking a ton, it actually grows them faster because essentially it's like they're taking like growth really? hormone and fucking an insulin, like like a body. Yeah, but it's it's bad for you. But it it it's been shown to like you will get taller. But it's it's during that whole phase when you're when you're a kid to like maybe so like weird. preteen, where like that 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 spike of sh- so it's like you know how we're drinking a lot of more yeah. sugary drinks and stuff and soda and like chips and shit. So you're, you're you're hitting your body with a bunch of carbs, which yeah. turn into sugar essentially, which then spikes your insulin up. Then essentially, then you're because your insulin's so high up, you're you're absorbing right. nutrients okay. better. And then if you're eating a high protein diet along with that, there it's sort of a thing where like when you're fat as a kid, you actually kind of maximize mm. your genetics a little better. Maybe it might be an extra inch or two, but like I, dude. But if you have a really rich like fucking like a lot of the Native Americans that were that were um that are living on fucking like um what was that shit um, called um reservation oh, um like buffalo meat reservation not a reservation food but i'm talking about the actual high protein diet they weren't that oh. short for the time obviously obviously they were short from like sometimes right. there wasn't food sometimes but like if if imagine like you were able to max out some like because some of the native like current like full native american dudes that are just eating a high protein diet they're pretty tall like native americans are not sh- that short if you mm-hmm. actually meet some of them some are obviously, but I, I think a lot of a diet might be a big part of it. We're like, a, there's a, there's a lot of people that are, that should have been taller, but their diet was terrible growing up because they just lived in a shitty situation. Yeah. I mean, it's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. I'll let you go, man. I'm sorry. This is shit. Dude, this is what I'm telling you, man. Yeah, Podcasting is night, shit, man. Appreciate you having me on. Man. No problem, man, and uh, we'll see how the the Spotify numbers yeah. are in a couple months. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get rich, and I'll see you in Miami. I'll see you in Miami, bro. <laughs> let's fucking Lambo out. <laughs> <What's up? laughs>